Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi and welcome to Season 2, Episode 19 of the Next Dimension Podcast, your podcast that's all about VR and in the future also AR. And I'm so looking forward to today's episode because we have two fantastic guests here. I would like to say hello to Thomas Vandenberg, who is the developer of Vermilion. Thomas, how are you doing? Hi, yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. All right, cool. I'm so looking forward to hear all about Vermilion and your launch on the Quest Store. Also here with me, Skiva, the co-host of Between Realities and overall VR enthusiast. Skiva, how are you doing? I am fantastic. I'm stoked to be here again on the Next Dimension podcast, one of my favorite shows. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Oh man, I'm so looking forward to talk with you. It has been quite a while, and you've just uh, yeah ca came home from GDC, so must have been quite an interesting show, right? How was it? It was great. GDC to me is like it's like Disney World. Oh yeah, it's everything everything that I care about all in one building. So fantastic. oh man, it's perfect. Awesome. Yeah, right. And then it's in San Francisco, mm -hmm. right? And wow, I've been there too, and I loved it. I loved it, and yeah. I, I need to come back to the States. I hope this whole yeah, Omicron thing is going to go away and this whole Corona thing as we all, right? Uh, yeah. Normally I would go. Down here. Yeah, I know. Normally I would go. But the problem is if I catch it, then I'm stuck there in a hotel. You know? Yeah, true. This is true. the problem. Yeah, I, I wouldn't care if I get it, right? Lots of people have it. But I'm stuck there and that would suck in this moment. Uh, Anyways, it would, but you got to yeah. get down here. We got to get into some trouble together. Yeah, we, oh, <laughs> absolutely. And we will do that for sure. Yeah. For, um, and yeah, I'm also here. My name is Sebastian and I am the host of this show and the founder of MRTV. And I'm so looking forward to this show tonight. So for all of you who don't know the Next Dimension podcast, this show is live every Saturday at 9 p.m. Berlin, 8 p.m. London. Um, what time is it um, where you are, Skiva? <laughs> it is 1 p.m. In? W 1 p.m. in the afternoon. Yes, and where? In which uh Oh, which Arizona. State? Arizona. Arizona. Okay, yep. Arizona. Perfect. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm a bit confused about the time zones because we have the summertime thing going on soon, so I don't know exactly what time it is in San Francisco and New York right now. Yeah, so we have 1 p.m. in Arizona. <laughs> Good to know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, so um, if you enjoy this podcast and if you listen to us like every Saturday and, yeah, you want to say thank you, then you can, you can do that. You can leave a thumbs up right now. You can leave a comment. And the best way to do that is to um, simply leave us a five-star review on iTunes. So get out your iDevice if you have one. Open the podcast app and find the Next Dimension podcast. Leave us a five-star review and do leave us a few nice words. That would really help the show. All right, so today we're going to talk about some interesting topics. Obviously, we're going to talk about Vermilion since Thomas is here, the developer 
of Vermilion, and we're going to find out about his story, his developer story, how he came up with this, how everything, yeah, is going, yeah, all about the launch. And uh, well, I'm fascinated with Vermilion, so this is going to be pretty exciting, and I'm I'm super excited to find out everything about it, Thomas. You will be grilled <laughs> in a good way. As I'm you know. here. <laughs> yeah, perfect. This is going to be super interesting. We're going to talk about GDC, what you saw there, Skiva. What kind of VR things you saw there? Did you see some VR things? So lots of VR Really? Things. A lot? Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, you man. You know, I talked to a lot of developers and okay. saw some hardware and uh, just had a good time. Hung out with everyone, shook some perfect. hands, and yeah. it was great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's... The cool thing about these shows, like meeting people in reality, I, mean, I'm, yeah. I totally enjoy meeting you guys like this now, right, with the with the video thing. But meeting people in reality and being around them, having a beer together, it's still oh, it's so much better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Damn, for sure. Yeah, I'll yeah. be back. So I'll I have to say that, um, like, even meeting in VR is like a, a, a decent sub level because I had You're to right? with upload VR um, okay. before the launch. Nice. And with, nice. with Harry from uh, from upload. Cool. And yeah, just be, they have like this this studio app, right? So we, uh, right. we're just on the Quest 2 with hand tracking and with the avatars. Yeah, and I've seen the show. even it's though cool. he's like literally on the other side of the world, like he's in <laughs> Australia, I'm here in the Netherlands, there was like zero latency and it just ah, felt cool. so real. You know, it felt really good just and like like we're chatting. So yes, even yes, with the cartoon right. avatars, like it's still already working. Just can't have BS together. That's like the only thing I'm still missing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's going to be better and better. Just think about once face tracking is there, eye tracking is in every app. Wow, it is going to be cool. I totally agree. It, it's it's a good it's a good sub level. It's a good thing. But still, meeting in real, oh, it has something. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, Skiva, you're on all these cool exhibitions, man. It's amazing. <laughs> cool that you do that. Great that you I love do it. That. It's so much fun. I want to go to all of them. I want to go to every single one, right? But but they're yeah. it's um it costs money, you know. So yeah, gotta, yeah, you're right. Gotta kind of pick and choose, but but exactly. you know, I want to go to every single one. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, we'll get in trouble together <laughs> for sure. Oh, yeah. At for one sure. point in time, it's gonna be yeah. fun. Yeah, cool, cool. Also, of course, we are going to talk about the Pimax 12K QLED event that happened here yesterday on MRTV, where Kevin Henderson, the CEO of Pimax, for the first time showed off the Pimax 12K QLED in reality. Wow, that was cool. That was cool, right? And Skiva, you watched it, right? I did. The whole, I watched the whole, the whole three thing. hours, man. Thank you, great. man. It was great. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're going to uh, talk about it. We're going to tell Thomas all about it because he didn't watch it yet. Um, but he's. But he, you're also interested in, in hardware. You told us before the yeah. show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm also uh, like a keen watcher of Pimax. So um, ah, I'm very ah. curious to hear all about it. Like, cool. I want to know. Yeah, it is interesting. There's some sometimes it's full of drama, which is also interesting, right? Sometimes they come up with cool stuff, and oh yeah, it's it's an interesting company to to follow to watch because they do want to push the envelope right on vr that's the thing yeah like definitely. no other company yeah if we think yeah. about it like the they others don't play, all play it safe yeah they don't yeah. play it safe they, they really really don't play it safe <laughs> at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> they go crazy and uh yeah it's it's fun to watch it and yeah if it works, then it's really cool, and it's really some some whole different kind of experience in VR. So that is a, that's a cool thing. That is a cool thing. So we are going to talk about it, 
and reflect a bit on what we saw, Skiva, and tell you, Thomas, all about it. And of course, we'll also see what the community has to say here in the chat. So hello, dear community. I'm looking at your comments, at your chat here. If you have any questions, simply um, ask them. This is a live show. So yeah, <laughs> simply ask your questions. Cool, cool. So this is going to be interesting. Before we go into the topics, what we always do is we, we talk about our weeks, what what did we do? And I would like to start with Thomas. So Thomas, um, how does the normal work week of a full-time VR developer look like? <laughs> so this was actually like the first week which wasn't super busy because right. everything is done and submitted, right? Perfect, so um, this week I only had to be like sending out press keys to you guys and yeah. uh, to everyone else. Well, before then, before the launch, before it was done, like every week is like getting up early and just developing <laughs> the whole day through, talking to the Discord community, giving support already for people on PC VR, um, sharing people's paintings on Twitter. And right. yeah, I mean, the, the preparation and um, getting everything done, like a lot of communication for, for instance, for making the trailer for the Crest release. Um, yeah, I even had to set up my company. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it's You're like right. as an indie developer, like as a solo <laughs> developer, is like wearing all of the hats at the same time, right? You know, just, wow. And and mostly just being in Unity, developing, just squatting bugs, making new features. Like yeah, that's the that's a bread and butter of it. But it's it's been like a really busy busy time. But this week specifically, yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty chill, and I, I needed some some chill after um, like the the crunch before before the final deadline. So yeah, just sending out some keys, talking nice. to people. Yeah, this week was, was pretty chill. Okay. So how long did you have to spend in this crunch time to make this whole thing work for the Quest um, launch that was this th this Thursday? Yeah. So I've been kind of in crunch mode for like a year, <laughs> to be oh, honest. No, oh no, well, oh no. Man. Well, mostly because um, for for almost the entire time that I was developing Vermilion, I was uh, still doing my full-time job, right? So ah. I was doing it before hours and after hours um, and in the weekends and during holidays. So it, it always felt kind of <laughs> like crunch mode. And now, yeah, even um, I, I quit my job uh, last December. And yeah, since then it's just been just been working around the clock basically because you keep moving the goalpost right so the first time um i was talking to my uh, developer relations manager from facebook and i was like yeah i'm just gonna port the current pc vr version to the quest because people already like it right so i think yeah it'll be good enough and then by the time i got it working on the quest i'm like okay it could be better you know i could improve the graphics and mm -hmm. i'm like ah oh, but maybe i need to improve the painting mechanics and just, just you keep moving the goalpost, and then oh. every time you get done, you think like, okay, but I have a few more days before <laughs> launch, right? And then it's like, okay, I need to fill those days with more features, like literally to right. the point that I was still doing new features on like the final day when I had to submit QA. I was like, okay, I still want to do this, and just looking at my my Kanban board, right, and just like putting in more features. <laughs> wow. Okay, that that was like a, a pretty pretty insane crunch, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Wow, but what an exciting time, right? I mean, to to know, okay, your app 
is going to be on the main store right now. I mean, it is the main store. Let's let's be honest about it, right? It is yeah. really the store where, where the most people could buy it. So it must feel super exciting. Yeah, we will talk about it later when we talk about Vermilion, when this is the main topic. But this, it sounds super exciting to me. And uh, I also want to know, so so what was your job before? We will also get more into your um, Vita, but, but just give us an idea. What did you do before you became the full-time dev? So my last job was working at a company who were building dredging vessels. Um, actually, the, like you, you remember when the um, this huge ship got stuck in the canal? Like yeah, what was absolutely. It called? The, the ever ever given got stuck, e right? Ever and given. It, and <laughs> yeah, right. the ship which went to free it was built by the company where I worked. Oh really? So um, and I was there um, building prototypes for the Hololens too. So they're like, like the company was interested in, okay, how can we use AR uh, going forward in the future? And they want to invest into it now. And they're like, okay, so just, let's just see what, what is possible. Can we have like on, on the, on deck, on bridge of the ship, give the guys an, an AR headset instead of a bunch of screens. And yeah, okay. so I even went out to, to see uh, on the sea trial once with the HoloLens too, uh, and just looking at like, hey, how can we use this in, in dredging technology? Wow, so yeah, that's I mean, interesting. It was, yeah, it was kind of interesting. I had, I had no idea about dredging before, and I mean, yeah, yeah I even don't know what it it's is. It's a whole thing. It's like literally <laughs> sucking up sand from uh, the bottom of the sea. Ah, oh, yeah, okay. That's, that's where it is. And okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I mean, it, <laughs> but the, like using the hull and stew was really interesting. Like it's a it's a really interesting device, with of course technical limitations, which is also the main reason why it's it's not really going anywhere in the company right now it was like also really tough to get buy-in from the people working uh, yeah. with the device because it's still limited right the technology right. isn't there like as you would say sebastian it's just not good enough <laughs> <laughs> wow you're watching right? my, my stuff it's good i like it <laughs> yeah but like the, the field of view is limited and it yeah. can't work at night which is like the biggest uh, ah. limitation for Uh, this kind of work because they work also, 24 7 right so right also outside yeah. it's not really working very well outside right yeah yeah it depends on on conditions like right. if it's too bright it doesn't really work but and also like especially at sea um it doesn't work at all because your horizon is moving right so the ship uh, <laughs> okay, is waving yeah. about and then yeah. the headset doesn't know what's going on so right the holograms are just dancing all over the place it has no idea how to work at sea So we, okay, we kind of sense. had to shelve the idea, and I was like, okay, uh, I probably uh, need to move full time because my job <laughs> might be in jeopardy. <laughs> all right, all right, that makes sense. Well, I'm I'm really looking forward to find out more about your Vita and how everything came about with Vermilion. Sounds like a really exciting story that you were able to go full time with it, and ah, ah, I love it, I love it. We're going to talk about this. So cool. Thanks, Thomas, for your week. And now I would like to hear about Skiva. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk more about GSC in a moment. But yeah, how are you doing, man? What happened since we last spoke <laughs> long oh, time ago? Oh, man, so much. Oh, so man, much. Tell, us, tell us a bit. Uh, it's VR, you know, VR is awesome. I, I live and breathe it constantly. That's all I want to do. Um, so yeah, a, a lot's happened, you know, this past week I was in, um, GDC in beautiful San Francisco, California. And the week before I was at the amusement expo in Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, for vertigo games. And, um, oh, perfect, man. And yeah, uh, we're, we're doing, we're doing stuff with upload VR now. Um, right. you know, it, congratulations, it's, it's, man. Thanks. It's, everything thanks, is been... working out so fine. So yeah, well, right. Great. Yeah. Can't complain at all. I love it. <laughs> Perfect, man. That's that sounds so good. And yeah, you yeah, we were supposed to meet at CES, right? 
Oh man, but it we didn't were. happen. Yeah, right. I couldn't fly. We were, but, yeah. but it's good. It's honestly good you didn't come, right? Because you know we were talking earlier about you know going to these conventions and and the possibility of getting COVID and you're right. we all I, I got COVID at CES. So. Yeah, you're right. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm sure I, I would have gotten it too, and then you I would have. Be, yeah, exactly. Right. I would have yeah. like putting out all you the headsets. Like every everyone of mm. our VR community had it, right? So for uh, real. I mean, we had you yeah. know we threw a big party the last day of CES. Yeah, I, I know. I, I want to go yeah. just because of your party man <laughs> it was epic it was so good but everyone got sick so oh, no. I mean, it is what it is. uh oh, it no. was totally worth it for me you know <laughs> i would yeah. do it again in a minute um yeah. but you know it is yeah. what it is so okay okay yeah then it's good that i didn't go but probably this mm -hmm. was the party of the year <laughs> but who knows oh, it absolutely <laughs> was it was super <laughs> who epic. knows what this year <laughs> is going to bring yeah that's that's going to be interesting so um Okay, you also went to this amusement show. You know, I went to that same expo, but in Paris. They have it several times oh. a year. They have it in Paris, and they also have it, yeah, there where you were in the states. And oh, cool. when I, when I was there, well, I loved it because yeah, this is like um, an expo for amusement parks, basically, right? These kind right. of cool and family these, entertainment centers. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. All these arcade stuff, all these mm -hmm. location-based stuff is there. And when I went, like I think two years ago. So much was VR already. Yeah, there was Same so now? much. Yeah, even oh, more. Dude, it was there was so much VR there. There was so much cool location-based arena scale stuff, and and um, just all of these, you know, uh, like simulators and motion chairs and just really cool stuff. If yeah. I wasn't stuck in a booth the whole time. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have been like just like a little kid running around, just exactly. having a blast. It was so much fun. Yeah, exactly. So. It makes so much sense. I mean, mm -hmm. virtual reality in VR in, in arcades, it's it's the best, yeah. right? Like location based VR. I love it to walk around with the VR headset and like really be in those places. Ah, oh. it's so cool. It's, There's so much happening in that space, and all of these, all of these people that own all of these facilities all want to implement VR. They're all kind yeah, of, of designating space for it, and yeah. it's a big deal. So I'm glad to see that that's happening, and that VR is, is starting to blow up on that front too. Yeah, right. and so that the void is coming back, right? Yeah, I was just gonna say the void is coming back. Exactly, I love the void. Ah, uh, you you know more, right, Skiva? You know more. I know some things. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, I don't know that there are things I can really talk about, but I would be. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what oh, happens. Yeah. Let's be a little skeptical. Just saying. You really? Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow. Let's see. Oh man, I I loved the void when it was still there. I, I do too. It's so good. Yeah, I've oh, never man. had to try a, like a, oh, no. a location-based VR thing. I I haven't done it. Yeah. Oh no. I'm, yeah. So. Yeah, but sure. I think Missing you will out. still you will still have the chance in your lifetime. I have a good feeling oh, yeah. for you. <laughs> so it's coming so, back. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I hope this yeah whole this whole COVID situation is gonna go away. It's uh, just just such a pain. So, anyways, um, yeah. So, 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 what did you do there for 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 your job? I mean, you're you're working with uh, with Vertigo, mm -hmm. right? I think so Vertigo, Vertigo has. Aren't they actually in in Rotterdam or in Amsterdam? We're in Rotterdam. Oh, and yep. Thomas is from Rotterdam. You see? Yeah, I mean, like this studio is literally just uh, down the road from here, right? So, yeah, yeah. they're really close when by. I'm yeah. When I'm at the office, we're gonna, uh, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna hang out, Thomas. It's gonna be great. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> that, that sounds amazing. I mean, yep. for me, it's also not far away. I wish. Oh yeah, if you come to Europe, oh, yeah. tell me, please, Kiva. Yeah. Oh, for sure, dude. You're not gonna get away from me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we get in trouble <laughs> no, in, in all of the continents. So, <laughs> so Vertigo has um, they're, they're big into location-based VR, right? They have Vertigo yeah. arcades. 
yeah, right. as well. And, um, and they uh, purchased Springboard VR last year um, and are integrating all of the services together. And they're really doing some great things and doing fantastic things for location-based VR. They have awesome, they offer some of the best location-based VR experiences there is, period. I mean, really good things, customized versions of, of Arizona Sunshine where you have to actually oh. walk through the environments and get on cool. elevators and go across like um, treacherous terrain and, you know, just do things with your friends and you can see your friends there and you can reach out and touch them and, and you can do a, yeah. a, a lot of amazing things that you just can't do at home. But they offer all kinds of cool titles. Um, but and then there's the springboard side, which is the management software that manages all of the arcades uh, VR machines and their software and the licensing between right. the developers and, um, you know, and and the end users um, uh, scheduling all of the things that make a VR arcade work. Um, this software does. And it's it's super awesome and uh, super proud to be a part. Of, of vertigo and springboard and all that so uh, yeah i went to vegas to kind of represent location-based vr right. on behalf of Perfect. vertigo and talk to family entertainment centers and amusement parks and um yeah working to to get get vr out there as much as possible perfect yeah that sounds so cool with a springboard so if i want to open a vr arcade basically mm -hmm. what i only the only thing i need is this um springboard right I, for real right? so and so then, uh, headsets I and that's it right yeah, I can't even imagine doing this without the software. I mean, right. it would just take so many more people to give your customers like a really good um, uh, experience. But with the software, man, it just it just automates so much and it just makes it so it's manageable all by one person instead mm -hmm. of having a dozen people. Right. It, you just if you're going to do location based VR and you're going to open your own thing. You gotta go with Springboard. There's, okay. there's just no other way. So, so they are also the market leader, probably. So it's not hard. They are. To, they to definitely are, and for good reason. <laughs> nice. So, nice. Yeah. Really. Okay. Cool. <laughs> good to know. Yeah. So your week was also nice, getting around a lot, meeting lots of people again. Eh? It was great. Got to shake a lot of hands. GDC to me is very, very much like Disney World for me because it's yeah, like it's cool. all of the, you yeah. know, when if you had told me when I was a little kid that I would be able to walk around and meet all of the people making these games that I'm in love with. Yeah, I right. called you crazy, right? Like that's, yeah. that's such a wild thing. Um, I'm it just is. so starstruck with all these developers and, and just being able to shake their hands and, and give them feedback face to face on their games and, right. and interview them. And, and uh, it's just awesome. I, I couldn't be happier doing, doing these things. Ah, perfect. Great to hear. Yeah. Great to hear. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful to, to work in, in that kind of line of work that we do. Great. It really is. I'm so grateful. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, cool, cool. Great to know. Yeah, for me, what did I do? Well, I I got really um, creative. Now you can do all these creative things. I did some, yeah, I composed some music in Virtuoso. Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, like, it's actually funny. You should watch my video. I make the MRTV, the new MRTV intro. And it's like <laughs> MRTV, very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it, it's hilarious. It's super hilarious, but it's fun. You know, it's fun to yeah. give people tools. You know, I, I would never come around like like making music or trying to make music. It's it's not my thing. I'm not this artistic person, right? But to have the chance to 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 just uh, yeah tip my toes into it and give it a try, I think it's beautiful, and I really enjoyed that. And even people, yeah, who who never did that before, now they have the chance to do something like creating music. So yeah, I really liked Virtuoso. I really enjoyed it. Have you tried it, uh, Thomas? 
Actually, like in general, I haven't played any VR games <laughs> other than for yours. like for like the past one and a half years. Like <laughs> literally, just always developing. Yeah, right. So now, now it's on the store. Like I finally have the time to actually check out a yeah, couple right. of the games which I've been missing. Like the last thing I played was Alex, and I only got oh. to like the first chapter. Oh no! It I, gets I so good. Even, I haven't even finished Alex, right? So. Oh no! I mean, I've, I have a serious backlog issue. Right oh, now. Thomas, I'm not sure if you can stay on the show now. Oh oh, <laughs> Skiva, what do you think? That's, no, no, right? That's developer. <laughs> you're life, out of right? here. Yeah, you out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Yes. <laughs> you guys get to play, right? And someone yeah, has of to course. make it. Like, yeah, it's you're right. Work. It's it not, makes it's sense. It's not happening by itself, man. Yeah. I got it. I got it. So it's because no, It's okay. You, you created Vermilion so you can stay here because this is awesome. So I understand. <laughs> I, to I totally get it. I totally get it. It's no time to really delve into uh, playing these games because they can be long. But I, I would suggest you, if you have some free time, do it and play it because it's just really so good. It's, I know. I mean, you know, you know, yeah. everybody's raving about it for a reason. It's it's really good. It's yeah. Do it. Yeah, give it another chance. <laughs> I mean, I've been dying to play it again. It's just right. Yeah. Probably now you have a bit more my time. Dedication. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it does. It does. Yeah. Right. When you work yeah. in the field, it's one of the it's one of the things, right? Where you just sometimes you just don't have time to play because you're just working. Yeah. yeah so yeah, that's it's, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Anyways, so I did that, and then. Yeah, I tried Vermilion, and uh, Thomas, I must be honest with you, I, I just, I, I didn't want to try it. I, I thought, okay, let me try it. Um, I, I just thought it's not my thing to, 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 to make a, to, to draw, to paint a, a picture, because I'm really just such a, uh, an idiot in making art or in, 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 in drawing. I cannot do it. It looks terrible. But then I was, I was sitting there. And then I was, I thought, okay, you know what? Now let me follow that tutorial. And actually, you, <laughs> Thomas, you were telling me which stroke I had to do because you made these amazing tutorials, right, in, on YouTube. And the great thing about Vermilion is you can have that browser next to your easel. Yeah, you, so you're sitting there, and the, the easel is in front of you, and then there's the browser window. And the great thing is there are tutorials. You just click, and then boom. Thomas is going to sit there in his virtual reality form, <laughs> which I thought was cool. You had to make that somehow. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. And you're, you're teaching people to make a Bob Ross picture. And I followed that. And yeah, it, I was so proud of myself. I couldn't believe what was going on there. Like, I really made some art. I'm going to show you later when we talk about it. Yeah, so really, this was this was basically the yeah, my my VR highlight of last week, really. It was so cool. And I thought, okay, I, I need to invite now Thomas and I'm I'm glad you're here. Really. I it really it really meant something to me. Like, wow. And I know like lots of people have the same feeling. So I think that with that you cannot only create art, but the app itself is also a piece of art. Yeah, it's it's really it's it's amazing. Yeah, I'm going to rave about your app more. <laughs> wow. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good thing, right? So it's, it's good. <laughs> yeah, cool. So I really enjoyed it a lot. It was good. So this is what I did, and then yeah, obviously I was preparing the live stream and yesterday's live stream, the the Pimax 12K QLED event, and we're also going to talk about it at length in today's show. And yeah, I thought it went great. 
I really thought it went great. I didn't expect three hours, but then it, was, it went on for three hours. And then after the three-hour stream, we even did another one-hour session in Discord where where Kevin answered questions from the community. Uh, it was wild. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. So that was cool. That was really, really cool. That was basically my week. Now, now we get into our topics. And yeah, let's start with um, talking about GDC. So I was also GDC a couple of uh, years back, and I enjoyed it because there was also even some hardware. At that time, it was... Um, Facebook was still called the company. Um, yeah. Um, and they were showing off the Rift S for the first time. Oh, yeah, that, wow. was, that was pretty exciting. Wow. That was pretty yeah. exciting, yeah. And you could also play with the Oculus Quest 1, which I did there for the first time. And yeah, very exciting. Very cool stuff. Yeah, so, so Skiva, tell us, what were your highlights next to meeting people, next to mm -hmm. meeting nice people? So what yeah. did you see in terms of virtual reality? So I saw a lot of hardware as well. Um, no, really? Great stuff, yeah. So so for the first time, I got to actually hold and put on the Lynx R1. Ah, um, tell us got, about it. got to meet yeah. Stan, right? Perfect. And I know, very nice I know guy. Yeah. Oh, he's great, man. He's so yeah. great. He's so passionate exactly. uh, about what he's doing. Really nice guy. Um, and so smart. Incredibly he is. smart. Yeah. Stan, I hope you're watching this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I really, I really liked it. Like yeah. more than I even thought I was going to. The headset feels so light. Um, I, I really felt like there was n almost nothing on my head. And, and it's funny because we asked him what it weighed and he said it weighs the same as the Quest 2. But the really? balancing is perfect yeah, oh, yeah. it feels so much better the, the battery's at the back then i guess with the yep. there's no battery on the front it's mm. just on the back so i mean the, they balanced it absolutely perfectly and it was it was just it was amazing to put on i could see myself wearing that headset easily all day nice yeah yeah because absolutely. the quest 2 it's 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 not a comfortable device to right wear, it's right? very it's, front heavy it is it yeah. is front heavy yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. and this but, was so, so small What's the distortion so like with the lenses? Because it's like this this very special lens, right? And I'm always thinking like yeah. the sweet spot seems to be small, but what's it like to use? I thought it was amazing. I mean, I I didn't the lenses were so strange, right? When you look at them, you're like, how is this? It kind of breaks your brain a little bit. And they're split yeah. into like four sections, and I guess in software they kind of stick it all together, but um, they were great. I even got to, we got to hold the lenses and, um, out of the headset and really inspect them and get a good look at them. And, and they were incredible. They were really lightweight and they were made of plastic, which I thought was wild. They're not, they're not even yeah. glass. Um, so it was really cool. I, uh, I, I, you know, put the headset on and I walked around with it and it, it looked fantastic and I didn't see any distortion anywhere. Um, the lenses were, were very clear and, um, very nice. Um, you know, we started off in, um, in a VR um, application. It's a, so it's a VR AR application, but Stan didn't tell us that, right? He just puts you in, there's the solar system, and you're kind of looking around, and there's the stars and everything going around. This one, and right? This kinda, one that I'm showing right now, right? That's is, the is one, it? yep. Yeah. Yep. And then you kind of step out of the sphere, right? Um, yeah, right? Out of where the stars are, and then you're in you're in real life, and there's like full-color yeah. HD pass-through, just this like is, that. This yep. is so cool, right? This moment, yep. this moment is the kicker. When you that get is. out of that star system, and then suddenly yep. you see your surrounding. I love that. Yep. Yeah. So what's the, the, the color balance right? like with the yeah. camera now? Because it, I heard it used to be like, like it's still to balance the, the colors right. for the camera. So what's it like now? Is it like the good, pretty did clear? They improve it? Good question. It? Yeah. 
So, I mean, it looked, it looked great, right? Anytime you have your eyes up against a screen that's showing the real life and virtual reality, it's, it's, there's going to be a little bit of pixelation. You're not like, oh, this is exact, but it was, it was great. I mean, it looked fantastic light years above the quest Two, obviously being black and white and low definition, right? right. Uh, better than way better than the valve indexes color pass through. Um, uh, it, it just looked fantastic. And then to see the virtual objects in full HD clarity um, in the real world was just was just so killer. And, and then pair that with Ultra Leap hand tracking, which is the best hand tracking I've ever used. It was fantastic. I, I want this headset like right now. Okay, cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, w when I was trying it out in Paris, Mm -hmm. It was great as well. Totally agree with everything. The only thing that they didn't nail down yet was like the white balance. It, it, it was a bit confused sometimes with the light. So it, the, the oh. light, um, yeah, yeah, the white balance, the, the 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 color temperature would change a bit. Did you see that or did they already improve? I did on not. That? Okay, it, it looked probably great. They, perfect. Mm -hmm. That's what they, they wanted to solve that. And when I was there, yeah. Stan told me, yeah, we are on it and we're going to solve it. Probably they have yeah. solved it now. Yeah, they probably solved it. Or it could be an environmental thing, right? It could be the yeah. lights where you were compared to the lights where I was. It was, um, I'm sure, a very different environment. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to get that headset home uh, and kind of try it here. But it was it was great. It was one of the favorite my favorite things that I saw that day. The same day I also tried the same day the same like right after that i tried the um the lenovo um think the a3 ar think glasses oh i don't even know what is this so they are more of your standard type of augmented reality glasses almost like the um the in real glasses oh yeah okay okay like, like that form factor where you see through them like it's some sunglasses or something right and and it's placing objects into the world and I've tried all of these things, right? I've tried the HoloLens, I've tried the Magic Leap, I've tried, um, you know, just everything that there is pretty much. And uh, I, I am very much fascinated by augmented reality. I think it's, yeah, it's gonna, it's be, gonna be the biggest thing ever. Yeah, exactly, and, um, totally agreed. Yeah, and most of the time when you try that style of augmented reality, it's not the best experience. Like the pass through on the links is phenomenal, right? You get the full 110 degree field of view. You get um, really crisp, beautiful images placed into into the real world. But your uh, the bad part about that is it's camera pass through. So there's a little bit of pixelation. It's not perfect. But with this other style of glasses, it's you're looking through glasses, and the real world is perfect just like it normally would be uh, but then they place objects into the real world and um and these glasses looked the best out of any ar headset i think i've ever seen um wow. the images were beautiful and what really really surprised me was you couldn't see through the images that they were putting that is that is really that is cool it was solid yeah. wow yeah, and so is it that also was... coming with hand tracking as well or is it just um no that one did not have hand tracking that one used um, your the the phone that so it would connect to a phone, and then um, it would use that as a controller, which was which was neat. And it also used gazed based um, selecting of things, right? Where you kind of look at something for a certain amount of time, and it would enter that menu or click on the thing that you want to uh, click on. But what I mean, what really surprised me was this, these objects being solid because I've never seen that in that type of AR before. That is that is cool. Yeah. Yeah, it looked really, really good. And the headset was comfortable, worked great with my glasses, which is a big deal. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, it was how, great. That was one of my highlights as well. Wow, nice. But how about, how about the FOV? Because normally these kind of headsets have mm -hmm. a very small FOV. This was the biggest one I've seen. Okay. I did not, unfortunately, I didn't get the degrees, uh, the field right. of view degrees. And I should have, and I'm kind of I'm bummed that I didn't. But, <laughs> uh, but it looked fantastic. There was obviously, you know, there's always that square, right? You're seeing... Yeah. You're seeing the, the air through this little square, but this was a lot, a lot bigger. It's really um, interesting, yeah, because yeah. I haven't heard at all, and like neither have you, Sebastian. Yeah, I haven't heard about, about this it. headset. <laughs> like we're all, all hearing about the new Magic Leap, exactly. The Magic That's, Leap mm -hmm. Two coming up, but Seems this like it sounds like a really interesting display. It's just too bad it, it doesn't great. have hand tracking, right? Because that's like a no, big yeah, thing. For a good um, AR experience, right? So like the Hololens too, you know, being able to use your hands directly in the hologram is like essential yeah. for a good AR yeah. And, and the Hololens is is a complete all-in-one unit with the compute unit inside the headset, right? This is still phone based, right? You yeah. still have to hook it up to a to a decent phone to be able to run these experiences. Um, but we're getting there. What this showed me was we are getting closer all the time to the future yeah. that we envision. Uh, with augmented reality and this was this was great i i couldn't have been happier with this with this demo nice so. what do you think about um ar thomas do you also think that's the future um what are your thoughts about um pass-through ar like like done on on the links or the cambria or um, as opposed to that um see-through uh, ar like skiva has just talked about yeah i mean so maybe starting with with pass-through I think the neat thing about it is for applications like Vermilion is that you can so easily switch between a virtual environment yeah, and right. real life, right? You're so there right. are occasions where you want to be uh, like in reality, like either in a room with people with you or with like color posture. Like I, I would be super excited to get like the XR1, the, the links um, to test it with Vermilion, right? Because well, it, it might even be like a good fit for like, painting uh painting outside like a plein air painting or even from, yeah. from a, like a model like everybody's super interesting to try this use case but then when you want to like get some privacy or just close yourself off get some some time off from the real world you know bam just in a virtual environment and, totally and yeah and it's pixel perfect because a thing you can never do with um with these uh, see-through AR glasses is you can't have like shadows, like you can't have contact shadows, unless with maybe this magic new technology, which Lenovo apparently has where you have like this <laughs> opaque thing, but normally you can't put black on, on glasses, right? It doesn't, it doesn't work like that, which does work in pass-through AR. And that's really cool because like a thing in Vermilion, just like beneath the easel and like the, the other equipment you have, it's just like a shadow, like a contact shadow. But it works so well to sell the illusion that it's, it's in your room, like even with crappy, Quest posture, right? The black and white. Just right. having like the shadow there on the floor, like it really sells it. So I think it, like there's a definite benefit to having pass through AR versus like see through AR. Yeah. But yeah, uh, see through AR, like it, like with the Hololens, like it's, it's of course like a whole nother level, right? Because uh, you have your your whole peripheral vision, which is like a a, a huge thing if you're ever going to use it like outside or professionally. Like you you need to have your whole vision, right? So I think that's something that alone is like a big selling point and just being able to show your eyes to other people as well. I think it's, it's that's also like something that they need to work on, right? Because if you're looking at someone right now wearing like a HoloLens, like you really see the image projected onto the, the waveguides, right? So like it's hard to see their eyes still, even though it's wearing glasses, but 
the more transparent it gets, like the the more natural the interaction will be with someone wearing a headset. Um, right. So that that is also like a really big aspect. Like like we'll only be able to use AR headsets if we can still interact naturally with other people, and we're we're getting there. So yeah, yeah I also think that the the potential for AR is is big. Like it's really interesting, but it's still a struggle to find really compelling use cases for it at times. That was like something which always came back to me at my last job, right? Working with the Hollands too. It was like finding, okay, how do we actually add value with AR more than having a screen? Like, okay, we can have floating screens and you have more heads up time, right? So that's like a big selling point. Like, okay, you need to look less at the screen, but it was still like a real challenge to find something which is really like, okay, is it really worth it wearing these glasses versus having your phone? or right. versus having screen. So I think, and even for companies like Facebook, right, it's still a challenge to find like the really great selling points. And I think that's, it's normal with a new technology like this that we have to find like the new, the new way to really use it. But I mean, it, it is very interesting technology, uh, no doubt about it. Yeah, right. I'm sure once the tech is really there, once the glasses are smaller and better, bigger FLV and stuff, there will be the applications. <laughs> Right, I mean, I can still remember like before, before the iPad came out, people were thinking like, "Hey, what do I need that Why iPad for?" Why do we need for? a tablet? Yeah, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. Exactly. I have my phone. I have my laptop. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to use it. And now yeah. everyone has it. Yeah, yeah. and lots of cool yeah. things for it, obviously, out there, right? So, yeah. and, and like like Lars says, you have Pokemon. Are you kidding? Me? Pokemon Go. <laughs> there it is. There's your use case. Go out <laughs> and, and and catch those Pokemon. So it's of course. <laughs> yeah, the, we will. We will we will be there in a couple of years and think back like and think like wow we yeah. we did, we had no idea what we could do with this but now see we do so we do huge. everything with it mm -hmm. I think I think I really do believe in that kind of um, yeah thing that that we that it will at one point replace our phones where we just yeah. do this and yeah yeah that's a big thing I do believe it well there's it's like one caveat always with this technology is it's all camera based. And there's like right. certain privacy concerns coupled with it because which companies are going to be making these headsets? We're looking at a company like Meta, a company which is very good at mining data from everything it sees. This is so their job. This is this, this is, is this is their, their job, business right? So model. this is always like the the thing yeah. with this technology. Like, does the the benefits it gives to our daily life outweigh the the privacy sacrifices which we make to it? So it, it's like a, a decision we have to be conscious about, even though it's really cool tech. You're we right. Have, we still have to think about this. You're right. You're so right, Thomas. But unfortunately, I must say, whenever something is like super convenient, we totally yeah. forget about it. It, it always like, wins. Yep. Yeah. Like I, I just say, okay, um, how about Alexa? What time is it? Mm -hmm, you know. <laughs> Come on. I mean, yeah. I mean, really, this is this is so funny that we put all these microphones in our homes, and they're directly connected to to Amazon. And yeah. why why should I trust Amazon? more than meta well, I, I do i do trust them a bit more than meta i must say <laughs> but in general it's crazy right if it's super convenient we we just i mean most of the people forget about privacy it's true yeah right it's true yeah yeah you're right you're right that's true unfortunately yeah. so you're right with with that with that thought that wow we're all going to wear cameras all the time it's going to be tough not to be caught by cameras later when you're outside right yeah, you know, we have to look uh, at the future too, right? Because right now, Amazon might be 
better with their privacy stuff than than Meta, but that's only as long as that CEO is in power. You're right. And no one Who lives knows? forever. So you yeah. know, someone someone could uh, take over for Facebook one day. That's that's even you know, that's even more sketchy than Mark Zuckerberg. And then what? Yeah, it's what? So, not so easy. But you know, yeah, <laughs> I totally agree with that. So yeah, mm -hmm. this is a huge issue. Oh man. Yep. This is my topic, as you know. <laughs> yeah, we need we need efficacy and and privacy boards yeah. and all of those things for this for this technology as it's as it's being built, so we can nip these things now um, instead of kind of worrying about them after there's major problems. Exactly. So, you we'll know what I was just thinking. Okay, so at one point in time, everyone is going to be wearing these um, cameras on these glasses, right? Mm -hmm. It would be amazing if there was some kind of a pri privacy transmitter that I could wear and it's emitting some signal. And all these glasses, they, they, have to, they have to receive that signal. And when they receive that signal, that person who's wearing that privacy transmitter is not being recorded. Boom. Wow. I'm going to be freaking rich. Here you are. <laughs> oh, my God. Sebastian, oh multi-billionaire. You're talking about MRTV right billionaire. Mm -hmm. no, but, yeah. but really, isn't that, isn't that a beautiful idea? Yeah. That'd be great. Let's do that. Oh man, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh man, <laughs> new business ideas being built here during the podcast. But honestly, I would totally wear that emitter because I don't want all these people to 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 uh, record me. But I also want that technology to go out. I I also yeah. want to wear these glasses. But I would feel better if I knew. Okay, if that person doesn't want to be caught on my camera, okay, it's not going to happen because he's yep. wearing that privacy emitter. I like the idea. I think this is a great idea. I think uh, there's a lot of good ideas out there yeah. that, and, and things we could be doing, and we need to start looking into stuff like this before before it's too late, right? Because once you're first, once you have my first customer, there, sorry, sorry, <laughs> yeah, I have my first customer. D man is, time, is absolutely going to mind. Time to start your Kickstarter right now. <laughs> you're right, exactly. Yeah, I even have the platform. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm going to think about a catchy name for that thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, let me let me know when pre-orders go live. Yeah, I, I will. I will. Um, something so with cloak, the... privacy cloak, or an AR cloak, or anything. I'm gonna think about it. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. So AR. Yeah. yeah Steve, more, I... And there's more AR. Tell too, tell us right? tell so, us tell us what else you saw. So the other thing that that really gave me one of the biggest wow factors was the Tilt 5 AR device. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm really curious yeah. about it. I kind yeah. of thought that you would see it, and therefore I prepared this video. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. There we go. Oh, my yeah, God. Tell us really everything cool. about it. So What is it? There's, there's pros the and there's don't cons know it. to this device, right? One Tell us what is things, it. So you, you look at this board. There's a board. There's um, It's like a, a certain type of material. You can roll it up, right? But you, you spread it out on a table and you put on some glasses and then you look at the board and the board comes to life and it, wow. it has depth it kind of looks like there's a there's a hole in the table and there's a game going on inside that's, of it that's and so cool it's really really neat it's really cool and the graphics are phenomenal they're really really good it looks really good the colors are great everything is really vibrant and nice um mm -hmm. so that initial wow factor was just like whew, it was really cool really so, really cool so it is totally 3d Yes. And now you, things you, can't you, really come up much out okay. of it. There, there is definitely some depth as you're kind of walking through some of these levels and doing things in different experiences where like, like, you know, there's a, um, 
like a, a game where we were looking down on a character and he was moving, we were, you know, moving the character through the level and he'd walk by trees and the trees would kind of stick out of the board a little bit, but, but it's only on this, this, this material on the board. So, so it can only come up so high, but the real magic is the depth of this thing okay. and how it really looks like you're looking through a portal wow. into, um, into a video game, which is great. It looked, but, it looked okay. fantastic. Wow, but 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 um, does the 3D um, change when you walk around the board, or do you always just see the same 3D picture, like in a in a 3D movie in the cinema? So as you move around, it it stays how it is, and you can yeah. walk around and okay. um, and kind of get different views of uh -huh. of the play area, which is neat. And the glasses were really really light; um, they worked great with with my glasses. Um, there was, there were no real issues with field of view. Uh, when you're looking at the board, the entire board is, is taken up. Um, there's a good field of view on it. Um, it was really good. The problems mm -hmm. are that each one of they, they try to sell this thing as a social experience. The and price, right? really that's, that's where it's going to shine. It makes sense, the, right? Yeah. So you want to sit around this thing with your friends and play games on this board together in a social environment and you see them clear as day. There's nothing obstructing your view like like with a VR headset. Right. It, it looks great. Um, the problem is that you need a PC for each set of glasses oh, at this moment. No. Yeah. But that is also wrong on the phone. Yeah. Apparently it's going to. Because right now in the oh, yeah. video, it's advertising. It's running on a phone. I did not see it running on a phone. Ah, okay. So, so, each, so there were two laptops in our demo experience. Okay, one yeah. Alex was connected to and one I was connected to. Um, it was on a convention floor. It was actually in a private thing on, you know, at the convention. But the PCs were not networked together because it was, you know, there were, there's network challenges when doing these things at, at expos, right? right. Um, so they weren't... Um, They weren't networked together. So me and Alex were seeing different things on yeah, the board, yeah, yeah. which is kind of a bummer. So at this time, you want to get like four people sitting around this board together. That's going to be expensive, right? Yeah. It's going to be expensive. It's, you need the board. Bring your own laptop. Yeah. 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 Bring your own laptop. Exactly. <laughs> bring... It's going to be a decent laptop. It's going to be able to render these graphics. Oh, yeah. And I get it. I get that, that these things take a lot of compute power. Um, but they got to figure that out because oh. the compelling experience here is being able to play this stuff with your friends and it's not feasible in my mind for a normal consumer to break out three or four pcs you know to well, what's run the, do you know what the resolution is on the projectors more or less i don't but it looked really good but but how it does really it still good. work technically so um the the, the glasses they project the picture into your eyes and but what right or what, what's about the board what does the board do what is it for the board has this reflective material um the special material that wherever whenever the glasses see that board it it um it somehow places i i didn't get as much time to really grill these people as i wanted <laughs> i had about 20 minutes and then they kicked us out the door i didn't get to do an interview <laughs> yeah. with them it was kind of a bummer because yeah. I really wanted to learn so much more about this and I wanted to report on it for upload as well, right? And and kind of sure. get the, the information out there. But they were so busy and they had like, you know, very short. So you know. I actually I actually do know how it's working. So I can give you like a quick Please. rundown, Sebastian. So it's actually because you mentioned the 3D cinema, right? 
And with a 3D cinema, you have two projectors and they have polarized light. And then you're right. wearing these glasses and every exactly. eye is polarized differently. So it you sees see a different, different picture. image. Yeah, exactly. You, ha you have a 3D cinema on your head, right? So you have your own projectors on your, on your head oh, and okay. also the glasses as well, polarized each in a different light. And then okay. you're looking at this board and your projectors reflect on this board right back into your eyes. Right, yeah. so on the board, there's like oh. tiny spheres, like tiny balls, and the light goes directly only back to you. Wow. So this means that everyone's looking at this board and they're only seeing their own light because the light reflects right back at them. Wow. Right, and because it's polarized, oh, that each makes eye sense. has, has uh, you have stereoscopy, right? So that's how it's yeah. working. And the board has these markers around it and it's a camera on the headset and it's tracking just like like a typical ar tracking situation like your phone's tracking a qr code okay wow uh, yeah so that's how it works and it's like a really clever idea that is a super one clever of, idea one of the cool things that they that they did is they they grabbed some more of this material that the board was made out of and they just and while we were playing they stuck it right next to the board and the entire world expanded onto oh, that's that so, that's so piece. cool yeah yeah, so so you know you could you could potentially like wrap your walls in this stuff, right? Wow, <laughs> see the entire world around you. So there's or a lot wear of a VR there. headset. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. wear a VR headset. Wallpaper exactly. your room or get a headset. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow, yeah. it but was then, really but... it was really something else though. Okay. You know, this type of stuff really right. gets you excited for the future and what what AR is going to bring. I I could see this being used in maybe VR arcades or you know some kind of um, barcade you kind of go over and you sit down with some friends and they have the pcs already you know yeah, right. around in, in the back room and you're connected to it um you know for commercial use i think this would absolutely do really really well um but in like anything else too content is king if there's nothing compelling to play on this thing um it's not going to sell but I mean, if we for, get some good games yeah. for this thing it, it just seems like perfect for demio I know yeah. that's what I was saying. Everybody yeah, must was, be saying oh, that, right? Like yeah. Demio, Demio yep. would be so good on that. They were saying that in the booth too. They're like, we got to get Demio, and uh, you know, yeah. I was I was pinging them, you know, kind of trying to get them together. I'm, um, I'm sure they're going to be the together because they're also coming to PC as well. Like, I mean, yeah, they're right. definitely going. They're definitely going to be going. It together. just makes so much sense. Yeah, it's, it makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. And tell us about yeah. the controller. This is some kind of a wand or something. What is it? Yeah. So. It reminds me of uh, like if you were to put together a barbecue lighter. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. This is how it looks. A, yeah, with yeah. a Wii mote. Of one hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can hold it with one hand and you can point it at them. <laughs> even when you're, even when with you're the fire. A, <laughs> when you're playing it as a game, you can turn it kind of like a Wii mote, and then have you know a D-pad and uh, and the buttons and and joysticks and all that. So. So the, the controller was cool. It was uh, I, I didn't really completely understand the point of the antenna. I mean, besides it being an antenna, right? Um, but, yeah. but it was it was an interesting design. It kind of got the got the job done. Okay, but maybe it's just important 60, to be able to point stuff F? on the board. Is mm -hmm. it 60F or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very very nice. Yeah. It was really really neat. Um, I think as they continue the development of this and they're able to get it working with multi-devices on one machine, yeah. um, that's going to be critical for this company, I believe. Okay, I got it. Wow, I really, right now, you really can't order to. glasses either. They're getting hit pretty bad with the supply shortage and the chip shortage as well. So if you buy this thing, you get the board, you get the glasses and a controller, but you can't just order another set of glasses. You have to order a, a complete 
another set. So okay, yeah, I, I couldn't even buy them. It seems like they yeah. they need to first fulfill their orders for the Kickstarter, yeah. and yeah, not even I could buy them. <laughs> like like normally, you know, if I, even I, Sebastian can't get them. If even can I cannot get my hands on them? Well, there's a supply yeah. shortage. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I would. I would have bought them. Yeah, it's not about getting free stuff. But anyways, yeah. And then said, they said, okay, but you can try it at GDC. I was like, oh, but I'm not going. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, anyways, but but I'm also excited to try it out. And cool that you had the chance to try it out. Nice. It was it was awesome. But, it was really but, great. And like I said, there's a lot of pros and a lot of cons. So yeah. I'm super interested. I will definitely be following these guys and seeing kind of where they take this whole thing. And, yeah, and it's been uh, such a story as well. Like the leading up to the, the actual release of Tilt 5, like it's been such a long time coming, right? From Jerry right. Ellsworth. Like it's exactly. a really interesting story. Yeah. Nice. I'm rooting for him. That's for sure. Yeah. But I have one more question. So since that um, board is going to reflect the light that's coming out of your glasses, right? It, it must be like you, you must see some kind of um, light rays coming out of this headset from the other no. people. No? Nope. Okay, wow. No god rays, no rays of any kind, no picture distortion. It was um, kind of like magic. Hmm. Maybe if you have like um, <laughs> this typical like fog at like, yeah, yeah, exactly. a, at like a concert, then maybe yeah. then you yeah. would see the rays. Then we, or if, oh, if yeah. you have like a really dusty room. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, probably if, if, if it shines onto that board and then reflects directly perfectly into your eyes. Yeah, exactly. If there's some fogging effects, you might see it. Very cool. Yeah, cool that you saw it, Skiva. Cool that you could try it. I, I, I'm dying to try this. This must be so cool. Yeah. It was really neat. Yeah, I hope they it, can. It definitely fix stood the... out okay. a lot more than a lot of the other things I saw at GDC. Okay, I hope so. they can fix the problem with the computers. But, well, Same. our phone's getting so good and cloud XR yeah. and whatever, right? So it's going to happen. Right, I mean... You know, they're on that path, right? From, yeah. from everything I hear, they're, they, they know that this is an issue. They know a normal consumer isn't going to buy this and, and then buy a bunch of computers to play this stuff with their friends. I mean, they got to be on this path. And I, I hope they get there because if they do, this will be amazing. This will, I'll yeah. definitely have one of these in my house. Cool. cool. Very nice. Yeah, there was talking about Tilt 5 gaming with tabletop holograms. And we will see Demi on this. I'm so sure it must be on that. They, the they need to. <laughs> they, they need to. They need to make it yeah. happen. Yeah, right, One of, right. That was another cool experience was was Demio, right? I got to go into this beautiful um, this beautiful hotel room that like all the walls were glass and it was kind of just overlooking San Francisco. Oh. And in the middle of this room was, was a table uh, with four PCs set up all running the flat version of Demio, the PC version that just launched. And uh, I got to sit down with uh, with Alex VR and with the CEO of Resolution Games and yeah. and a couple of the people who who made Demio right. And there was there were people in VR playing and people flat screen playing and everyone playing together, and it was really it was really unreal. Right? Oh, Getting wow. to play an awesome game like this with the people yes. who made it. That's cool. Oh my god, it was and, it was a dream come true. <laughs> so. And they are so nice to people. They're fantastic. Resolution Games is one of my favorite studios. Yeah. They're they're incredible. I got to meet probably like a half a dozen people from their team throughout the couple of days at GDC and you know at the after parties and really got to spend some quality time with these guys. And they're so passionate. Yes, they're really exactly. really passionate about what they do. And they're and they're talented, super talented. The the amount of polish these guys put into their into their products, 
is unparalleled. So um, I'm rooting for them as well. Yeah. Cool. So um, what else did you see and enjoyed at GDC? So the thing that blew my mind the most is a really hard thing to explain. And I tried to get footage, but the footage is NDA'd, so I can't show anything. But PlayStation VR 2. Oh Let's go. <laughs> I want to try that <laughs> Oh, man. So, so there is this program called Vertex. Have you heard of uh, this? No. This is, it's not, I mean, trust me when I tell you, you got to see this to really understand it. But this is a way to watch VR, e to watch esports in general. Right? This is a stadium environment where you go into with hundreds of other people, all with their own unique Ready Player Me avatars. And you, you go into it like a, like a hockey stadium or like a football stadium. And there's all the, the seating, there's the big screens, right. That kind of show like, like what's happening, uh, zoomed in with the camera and all the player cards and who's doing what and the statistics, mm -hmm. but on the stadium is like the entire game happening in 3d right in front of you. So when we went in there, it was echo arena and there was a full, I mean, the entire thing was was taking up the whole stadium and you could kind of walk up and down the aisles you could go outside um into like you know where you would normally go for concessions in a stadium and there were like miniature versions of the of the game happening you could stick your face in there and kind of like really look at the players from all the different angles and all the action happening and then go back into the stadium with all the people and 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 watch this incredible esports spectacle happening before your eyes and all completely 3d rendered um uh fully you know full 360 it was it was so unbelievably cool and there's a lot of potential here because apparently they figured out a way to do this without getting without developers having to implement anything there's they're not wow. connecting to, to really? apks for these things it's it's really wild how they're doing this and mm -hmm. some of the cool potential here also is watching flat esports in vr in 3d right so they could potentially plug in like rocket league or something and you can go in and you could watch these games happening like you're sitting there like wow. this is an actual real thing um and it was it melted my brain a little bit i mean cool. i don't think i will ever forget that demo um it was so so wow. promising and i think it's going to completely revolutionize esports in general and and that worked with with what with quest games or with what kind of with which kind of games did it work with uh right now i believe it's pc Okay. Games. Yeah. Uh, PC VR would games. Make the most sense. Uh, or even PC flat games. But the magic wow. here is that they don't have to get any implementation from the developers. Yeah, that is They're crazy. Somehow, yeah. That is, that is the magic then in, in this moment, it right? Is. That, okay. It is. Yeah. Wow. Um, it was. It was just. I mean, I just I saw the future when I was looking in this thing, and it, and it, you know, like so, going uh, to an actual hockey game or something, and it looked exactly the same. Wow. Uh, but with futuristic what is the name? vertex. Vertex, Vertex Stadium. Wow. Mm -hmm. Can we find that online already? I don't know. Good question. Yeah, yeah, I know they, they, you should be able to. They did like a teaser thing, but the teaser didn't really show anything. And um, I, yeah. man, I really wanted to show this footage and to, um, and to show it on upload and in, in, in our channel. But, you know, when they're ready, we will. Okay. Wow. Sounds, sounds mm -hmm. super cool. So, yeah. and could you also like see the other people in VR who are spectating, who are watching? Mm -hmm. Is it like, okay, it's really this kind of atmosphere. You are watching, you're in the stadium with other yes. people. Yes. 
Oh, and it, like a live sporting event, right? You, like, like I said, you have the screen kind of, you know, with the cameras showing the action um, because, you know, you're in a stadium, right? And you don't always want to be right in the front, sticking your head, you know, really close to what's happening. So they're, they're kind of showing the spectator view. They're showing who's making the plays. There's, there's the announcer, um, you know, the esports announcer kind of, you know, um, naming the plays and, and the entire environment is kind of customized to that game. So it was all, what we saw was all like echo VR kind of, um, themed, right? So everything blended together beautifully. It really looked, really looked like you were in this futuristic stadium, um, you know, that you might see a hundred years from now. And it, it just, it was just really amazing. I cannot wow. wait for this to become a thing because I think, I think this alone will blow up esports to an entirely new level. Mm -hmm. It was that impressive. Wow. Man, this virtual reality has a future, it seems. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I listen yeah, to yeah, you, yeah. it sounds like, hey, hey, this is this seems pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think it really shows like one of the strengths of, of VR. It's like a really interesting use case. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, that is the cool thing when you go to uh, this kind of expos, right? You, you will find some stuff that you will see in a couple of years, but you can see it yeah. now. Right. <laughs> Wow. Right, for sure. And and I want this now. Okay. I really do. This is this is gonna yeah. be so big. And and it's 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 kind of like when when you when you tell people about VR for the first time and you're like, no, 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 you gotta see it. You you gotta see it, or you're just not gonna get it, right? It's it's like that. And when you first put your head in that headset and you see what I'm what I'm talking about here with Vertex, you're gonna you're gonna your mind is gonna open. You're gonna be like, oh, I see all the possibilities in this and how it's really gonna revolutionize the industry. So Wow, cool. Yeah, Very thanks exciting. for telling us about it. Vertex yeah. Stadium for the first time that I heard about it. And uh, yeah, looking forward to, to find out more about them and probably try it too in some kind of expo. Nice, mm -hmm. cool, mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, anything more that you saw there at GDC? So uh, we got to meet up with the um, Skinetic team for uh, what's it called? Uh, Skin Tech, uh, which is uh, another haptic suit company, kind of like a B Haptics style oh, thing, oh, right? Or an oh, OWO competition for thing. Alex. <laughs> what's that? For Alex, competition for Alex. B Haptics. Yes, <laughs> yes, it kind of kind of is, you know. But but these where are they these, from? These, States or there's not? Um, uh, where were they? France, from? I think. Oh, really? It might it might have been might have been France. Yeah, I can't remember, France. but. It was really, it's really cool technology. You know, right now, I don't think there's a lot of competition between them and, and Behaptics because Behaptics has every game you could ever want to play. Yeah, right? they're really, really. They have there. the content. Yeah. And yeah. you can have the coolest haptic suit in the world, but if it's not implemented anywhere, no one's going to buy it. No one's going to use it. So what are you going to do, right? So these guys have a very big uphill battle in front of them. Uh, to try to get implemented into games because people are already implementing Behaptics. You think like all these developers don't want to spend all of their time implementing all of these third-party peripherals. So there yeah. has to be a really good reason and a really good user base to compel them to spend the time to do these things. And, or uh, there you know, needs to be like a common standard, but who is going to make it, right? They're competing companies. Right. They're not incentivized to have a common standard at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, there should be some kind of open XR-like thing, right? Yeah, where, where exactly. All yeah. body haptic suits and, and haptic devices are able to kind of connect to the same thing. Um, but, you know, we're not there yet. Yeah. Um, but this device was really good. The team was amazing. They were super enthusiastic. They love VR. They're, they're, they're our people, 
you know? Um, and the way I kind of describe this, if you have tried B-Haptics before, uh, B-Haptics says like their X40, for example, has 20 motors in the front and 20 motors in the back, and they are, um, they vibrate, right? With varying levels of, of, um, of intensity from really, really subtle to shake the heck out of you, right? Um, so it's kind of, I kind of look at that as the kind of the PlayStation 4 type of haptics. And then the Skinetic skin suit is more like, um, like a Nintendo Switch type haptics where it's very pinpoint accurate. Um, and they can do different kinds of weird effects. Uh, you know, they they had this little demo where, where they had one of these things on a cup and they were kind of dropping marbles into the cup and kind of rolling around. Um, at the bottom of the cup and you kind of feel all these different sensations kind of like you can if you've ever used a nintendo switch and tried some of their gimmicky uh, haptic things um, so it's very pinpoint accurate but it's not very strong right be haptics if you crank that thing up your organs inside are going to be shaking <laughs> right? this right. is and a lot fun, more it's... subtle okay. yeah it's super fun this is a lot more subtle um, but you can feel things like rain Right? Oh, you wow. kind of bend over and feel the rain hitting your back and feel it, you know, on your shoulders. And they have um, actuators kind of under your arms going down your sides, uh, even though there's not as many. I think there's only 16 points on the entire vest. Um, it's uh, it's it's a new type of haptics, just like Owo, who was also there, um, is another type of um, of body haptics using technology like the tesla suit right where there's these pads that have to touch your skin and then they use um current like a like an electrical signal um to kind of zap you a little bit <laughs> right i haven't tried so, that myself okay. yet yeah yeah, yeah the is very very impressive very okay. very impressive where the oo shines is it can simulate pain and it's not oh. even simulating pain. It is yeah. pain. <laughs> oh, really? Pain. They're literally no. shocking you. It's, it's literally <laughs> shocking you. They, they did a demo where... You die in they, VR, you die yeah. in real life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah come yeah. on. <laughs> I'll tell you, you don't want to get hit by this stuff because it hurts. If they crank the intensity up and you're getting shot, you feel it with the OO suit. You feel it hit in your front and you feel it come out the back and it's very painful. They even have a yeah. demo where you're getting stabbed with a knife and then they like twist the knife and it's, it hurts. Oh my! Shit hurts. Um, so, I don't think a lot of people want to hurt in VR, but it's yeah. very it's a very compelling thing because you when you are in a situation where you're getting shot at in a VR game, right now we're like, oh, you know, we're we're trying real hard and and, and we want to get a high score, but that's really the only um, the only thing really keeping us dodging these bullets, right? But when something hurts, when you know you're yeah. going to get hit by that bullet and it's going to physically cause you discomfort. Um, you're going to perform better. Your, your body's going to start pumping adrenaline. Then you're right. going to start, you're going to really play the game better. Um, so it's it's really interesting. We got to have a bright future of body haptics in front <laughs> cool. of us as well. Yeah, I, I can't wait for this to be more mainstream as well, mm -hmm. right? Since I or I also love the haptics vests. Like how much it gives, how much it adds yeah. to being in VR. Yeah. Like like playing really Alex does. in VR, like feeling your heartbeat, all this stuff. It's so well done. Have you tried that, um, Thomas? So good. No, I've never oh. tried the haptic suit yet. Oh yeah, I'm really interested though, but it's I haven't cool. tried it. Hmm. It brings you know touch and sensation on your body is a huge part about how we experience reality in general. You know, imagine imagine if you were numb to all the different things that happen in the world. Um, it just you know it'd be it'd be weird. So so getting getting if we really want to become super immersed, we have to have that touch in there as well. Um, 
things like you were saying and alex feeling your heartbeat uh when you go to a heel station you put your hand on there and the needles start hitting you and then oh, you're so feeling good. the heels going up your stomach and down your back and like it's just you know or in ready player one you jump off a building and you put your arms out and you feel the wind blowing through your suit it's just so so cool um, oh man where it's exactly. not yeah so where it's not impact physics like where you get hit by a you know by a, a bullet it's not smashing you in the chest it's creating a vibration but your body sees someone shooting you right and you feel you see the red mark come up or you just got hit and you feel it where it happened it your brain kind of puts this stuff together in 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 a way that um you're not really thinking about it but it's very immersive and um you know body haptics are are amazing and when i'm not wearing my haptic suit playing vr i feel numb it's come to the point where i'm like wow, wow what's what's happening why don't i feel these these shots right so this is all really cool tech different kinds of of body haptics um from precision haptics to vibrating to actually feeling pain um it's going to be interesting to kind of see where we land in the future and and what kind of things are are coming so Right, nice. Yeah, so Thomas, since you have not really uh, finished Half-Life Alex, if you would get a vest and then play it, I'm sure it would even add to it a lot. Yeah, I feel like I have to now. Yeah, Yeah, now you have to. It's over. It's like a first-time experience of Alex with a vest, you know? Exactly. Oh, man, your mind is How many people can still do that right now? (laughs) Yeah, 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 not many. (laughs) You find things in in Alex that you drop in your backpack, right? When you grab like a resin or whatever and you put it in your backpack, you actually feel it like going through the backpack hitting things on the way down and landing at the bottom it's, like, really it's cool. so cool it's just so yeah. cool yeah good stuff i i check out the video i made a video about using the behaptics on with um half-life alex and i'm only i'm just saying oh oh my god oh my god this is unbelievable it's like so funny <laughs> it's, <a whole> new <laughs> yeah. level. It's, it's a whole new level exactly yeah. cool and the other vest that you saw in skiva how expensive was that it was, uh, I think it was around $700. Okay, so they're um, still not cheap. It's still... No, they're not mm. They're not cheap. Uh, definitely more expensive than B-Haptics. If they want to compete with B-Haptics, first of all, they, get a, they, they have to find a way to lower their price. They need games implemented. They need a lot of games because B-Haptic is, is the king right now. They have, they have so many amazing things. And, you know, a lot of that is, is due to our friend Alex VR, right? He goes yeah. in there and he, he, he creates, a, he designs That's a lot cool. of these haptic that patterns so cool. and hands everything over and, and kind of makes it really easy for developers to, to implement this stuff. So he does a great job. Um, and right now, it's this is pre-consumer, right? This is, they're going through Kickstarters right now to kind of make this a reality. So right now, the vest is not wireless, but it's uh, going to be. Okay, so, it, better, it better be. Right. Oh, you get, it's got to be wireless. <laughs> oh, it absolutely yeah. has to be. Because, yeah. okay. you know, right now you go to demo it and there's wires hanging off you going right. to a PC. And that's that's just not practical. Right. But, um, you know, they, they tell us that absolutely this, you know, the consumer version is going to be wireless. So makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These, these vests definitely have a bright future. It's, it's cool. Do. Oh, I love yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, nice, mm-hmm. nice. Is there anything else you would like to share about uh, GDC? Man, You're Disneyland. You know, <laughs> I, could, I could really talk about it forever. I'm just gonna yeah. try to stick to the highlights here, right? Yeah, we right, went exactly. to um, we went to a Zenith launch party, which was awesome. Mm. You know, I really liked Zenith. Uh, me and Alex both went through that game, hit level forty. Um, really spent a lot of time in there. So to hang out with the with with the two co-founders, their families, and then. Uh, all the pe- amazing people were there. It was absolutely incredible. You know, you had everyone from like 
the VR chat team and their CEO to like Rec Room was there oh, and just cool. all of these amazing, you know, people from all these different studios and everyone kind of got together and, and celebrated the launch of Zenith. Um, and it was it was amazing. The the venue was incredible. Um, the people were great. I uh, got to meet up with um, uh, with the devs and the CEO of Alchemy Labs, uh, which they are releasing Cosmonious High. They're the people who did Job Simulator and Vacation Simulator. And um, it was refreshing to see that their comedic value that they bring to their games is actually how they are. <laughs> okay, good to know. Yeah, they, really the games are fun. Yeah, nice. yeah, they're really fun and funny people. Um, and you can definitely see where all of their humor comes from um, in these games. Um, so they were great. Met up with the Hyperdash guys, uh, chatted and interviewed the the people doing Hubris. Oh, right? yeah. And in Hubris, I think is is um, is personally my most anticipated game. Um, I really enjoyed the demo. Uh, I felt a sense of immersion in that game that I had not really ever felt before because it just looks so good. These guys are um, they make stuff for movies. They're special effects artists, and for them to go in and and try to make a compelling VR experience, they're, they're just they're, they're killing it. They know how to do visuals. And it shows. That's what I so, heard. I haven't tried mm -hmm. the demo myself, but everyone that tried it is just raving about how good it looks. Yeah, so, Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, I should. Dude, I should try it. Uh, in you got to. Yeah. This game is so okay. cool. I mean, the demo, you know, at least is absolutely phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I can't think of anything that looks this good. Wow. You know, it, it looks better than Half Life Alex. Well, okay. That's a, yeah. yeah you, it's tall order. It is. You got me, you got me excited now. Yeah, but that's just the looks, right? I mean, Half-Life yeah. had everything. I'm not saying it's a better game than Half-Life. Please don't assume <laughs> that. Right? I mean, Half-Life had every single piece that makes an incredible game really right. good. Uh, these guys, you know, you go into these environments and you see water like you've never seen it in, in a video game before and, and swimming mechanics are really good and, and the textures used on the rocks and, and these environments, you really feel like you're on an alien planet and uh, it's extremely immersive and just absolutely beautiful. Um, cool. Met up with the guys who did Everslot. They were fantastic. Uh, chatted with them for a bit. We met up with the entire team of Vale. Um, they were great. Um, you know, hung out with the with the guys for, from Val, which is the vir virtual athletics league, and got to learn a bit more about what they're doing and and how they're kind of pulling people into VR and, and you know making making it a more com uh, competitive environment for everyone. Uh, let's see. Walk about mini golf. Talk oh, to those yeah. guys fantastic. and their future fantastic. plans. Mm -hmm. it's a great game to hang out with your friends it really is and the cool thing about walkabout is it's not just the mini golf right it's you can also walk around and they they've hidden golf balls around ah, okay. the um the entire environment and right. as you find these golf balls you get to choose from them and you can use these customized golf balls throughout the game but then after that you can you can go in and you can solve riddles what and you can go around yeah and you can you can run around these environments trying to figure out these riddles and when you finally complete all the riddles for that course you get a custom golf club which is super oh. cool so <laughs> yeah, good. yeah good. i kind of i ran through it my buddy short stack vr and we completed all of the riddles and got all of the um, custom golf clubs to the game and that took a long time so when you really like look at all of the different uh components and and the different ways and the things to do in this game you can get a lot of hours in this game mm -hmm. you know and that's it's so good. It's such a great game. My favorite and golf you, game. You, 
it seems like you spent quite a few hours in virtual reality there, Skiva. <laughs> spent a lot of time in VR. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, GDC 2022. Of course, now you have to tell us about the main course, PSVR 2. How was it? Let's hear it. It was there somewhere. Skiva. It was there somewhere. It was yeah. behind closed doors. Ah. Oh, man. And you had to be personally invited by Sony to try it. How can uh, they not invite not... you? Yeah. What's, what's going on no, there? Man, I don't know what their problem is. Are they, <laughs> they not watching up. between realities? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> they are making a VR headset. They should be watching no media allowed. No media oh. allowed. Rough. Um, that is rough. They wouldn't allow devs that currently had um, dev kits either. So this was people that they were trying to bring in and say, no, look, this is awesome. You got to try this. We want you to develop for this headset. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe maybe they weren't showing it off because maybe it wasn't in its final stage. Maybe mm -hmm. it didn't have um, the, the finalized design that maybe we've seen in the pictures, right? Okay. Um, I don't know. That's totally a guess. But yeah. I'm, I'm get, because this, this thing's still in production, um, they just revealed what it's going to look like not that long ago. But I really, man, I contacted everyone you know from from my work <laughs> show, me show me that. to every developer that was there i'm like do, do you have the sony thing you got this going on can i be a part of your development team for like a minute i just need to get in there <laughs> five, I have to five minutes this thing. yeah so i tried man i did everything i could you know tried oh, to goodness. see if upload could get me in like um but there was just didn't no happen. Way. it was it was i wow. feel like i probably could have gotten with the president easier yeah. <laughs> wow. This is crazy, yeah. But the great yeah. thing is that we did hear what people said about it and it seems like those people who tried it were absolutely blown away by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. now I even can't wait even more. I I'm, I'm already excited about the PSVR 2 before oh, so we heard so that, right? But now it's yeah. on a totally different level. Yeah. I, I I've wait. been saying for a long time that Sony's going to walk in and drop the mic and yeah. be like, yeah. They will do it. This is our they game now. See what happens. I mean, yeah, yeah, like you were saying, everyone's ranting and raving about this. I guess it's giving really amazing experiences. I mean, everything about this headset seems killer. It's 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 the headset. It's yeah. the headset. The, the the only bummer about this headset. I don't I care about even... the cable. I don't care. I think it's no. It's be not amazing. even the cable. It's oh, it's, what is it? They're still using Fresnel lenses. I mean, that's the right. only thing I can probably right. say about right. it. That's, yeah, but I, you know. I think they have a, an interesting pattern going on, which might reduce the god rays. Exactly. And since people are so uh, like VR developers are raving about it, maybe the clarity is, is yeah. pretty good. Even I'm with pretty Fresnel. sure. I'm pretty I'm sure, sure it will be and... great. Even mm. the lenses. I'm sure yeah. they figure it out. I, and... I totally trust Sony. Me too. Me too. And and they have all of these amazing developers uh, that they have great contacts, great uh, um, relationships with, right? So if anyone can get some of these AAA guys in and some of these more compelling games that will bring more players in, it's going to be Sony. You know, they're, um, exactly. they're a great company and they care about video games. So. Oh, wow. This is going yeah. to be huge. Yeah, VR has a bright future. Man, yeah, and then you have face haptics, right? Ah, uh, yeah, VR right. Oh my goodness. Got a couple into the B haptics as well. I mean, yeah, eye tracking, right? Yeah, uh, dynamic foveated rendering, super high resolution displays, um, just everything about it. I mean, the 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 big Except thing for me is the onboard the audio. Yeah, right. audio. And that is onboard audio is missing. That's that is like that, such it is, a yeah. missed chance. Yeah. It's just like the other the other headset. You have to plug in headphones, right? So. <sighs> Like, yeah, like the index is so amazing because of its its speakers. Also the G two, uh, obviously, yeah. And so, the, yeah, it's mm -hmm. the same, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this is yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. This is something that's not so nice, but I'm sure the rest will blow us so much away. Also, the triggers that you have this force feedback and yep. you can feel the different rifles. It's already good on the PS5 um, Dual Shock, right? Yep. But in VR, oh, totally different level. This is going yep. to be good. Oh, my God. Yeah, cool. So Steve, thank you so much for letting us know about um, GDC. It nearly feels you like I've been there. You're <laughs> welcome. Cool. It was an incredible uh, yeah. time, and I cannot wait until the next one. Perfect. Yeah, great, great. And I'm looking forward to, to go to these expos as well. Now, now we're going to find out really everything about Vermilion. Before I ask you a lot of questions, Thomas, let me tell people what this is all about. And yeah, let me, let me show a video of me <laughs> doing my masterpiece here. So let me... Let's look. Yeah, let's have a look here. So, yep, it's a video that... That I made. Let me. So in German, in German, German localization, yeah. right there. Exactly. That's the German localization. <laughs> uh, that's the that's the easel there, and you can um, totally um, put the easel where you want. So this this app is a, is an oil painting simulator. Is it correct? Could, could I call it an oil painting simulator? Yeah, How do you call it? That's where it is. Yeah. That's what it is. You get your palette there. You can also put it right where you want it. You can obviously you can take the palette into your hands. Um, you have all different kinds of brushes that you can use. You can mix the colors just as if it was real. You can find the, the right color shades. shades. Um, you, you will draw onto, onto the, how's it called? Um, the canvas, yeah. The canvas. That's the, that's the word I was looking for. The canvas and the, um, yeah, the, the strokes, they will mix and the colors will also mix on the canvas just like they would in real life. Well, I've never really did an oil painting, but it, it just feels right. It just feels like the real deal. It is beautiful. And here you see me uh, doing the next MRTV logo <laughs> here in Vermilion. It, it just feels right. The immersion is just unbelievable uh, you can also set like different backgrounds here you see like the, the mansion background and you can also do it in a, in a in a model loft you can even do a pass-through mode where you see your actual environment okay on the quest 2 it's yeah not so great right because it's the black and white but yeah okay for cambria it's gonna look good and i, I saw someone actually on twitter who was like <laughs> posting a video using your app and using the cambria right yeah that that someone was me as well of course right? oh you oh you <laughs> you have checked out the cambria oh, no no it's fake sebastian oh, it's fake. like how, oh, how right. could you fall for this it's it's a it's a <laughs> montage right. video but yeah i mean it, it shows oh, well a, done the excitement for call posture, right? And <laughs> wow. since Kiva was talking about links, you know, I, I gotta yes. check it out. I gotta call oh, man. Stan. Have you have you not yet um, talked with Stan? No, way? I haven't. I haven't. Okay, so... I'll get you. I will just introduce you to each other because <sighs> you have to make Vermilion happen on the links. But you then I gotta to. figure out hand tracking as well. So yeah, maybe if we have like brush tracking, you know, if you could like. Ah, okay. uh, yeah. Cut us then. Check this guy right here, you know. And right. That that would be it. But but probably um, yeah I'm not sure how how complicated it is but they they use the ultra leap hand tracking and um, so I'm sure in in the future there's also going to be more headsets with the ultra leap tracking so probably it would make sense to figure it out it would be great if I could use my hand and just yeah play. I agree it right? would be a challenge but it would be really interesting and I think actually the links will also have a controller in the future right 
maybe like a third party controller. Yeah, yeah you're right. That. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That that should happen. Yeah, and then all you can see here right now for the people who are watching this podcast, actually um right next to your canvas and to the easel, you can put like a, a browser. There is a browser. And on that browser, there are several tutorials that Thomas made. <laughs> and he shows you how to use Vermilion in that cool style. He's a VR avatar, and um, you're learning how to make uh, uh, Bob Ross painting. You know Bob Ross, the guy, I, th I don't know, is it 70s or 80s when he made those videos? Yeah, about, yeah, something yeah, like that. Something yeah. like that. And amazing videos, by the way. And, and, he, and he is, you're teaching people now to, to draw these kind of things in Vermilion, and you see it here right now. This is my first masterpiece, and just like, just as I said in the very beginning of this video, I am absolutely not talented with drawing, but I, I, I followed it, and something happened. In front of me, this masterpiece appeared. <laughs> yeah, made, I, made, I yeah. think there was really the power that, that Bob was trying to convey as well, that right. he's always like, okay, everyone can paint, right? And this is like really easy. And it's somehow it's so surreal that now I'm the guy, you know, I'm like, <laughs> you I'm are like the, new the, Bob Ross the now. virtual Bob Ross. I haven't really like, <laughs> like really fully appreciated this fact yet that I'm now teaching people for the first time to paint yeah. like yes. you. Yes. Who are, people who are like, I have no artistic no. ambition zero. Zero. at all. Like I have never even thought about painting. And then they're like, oh, let's try it. And <laughs> you know, it works, right? It's like an easy painting to do. And yeah. you, you just move it around. And somehow you get something which looks quite good. And yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's really surreal. And I think like Bob had to cope with the time of people having to actually get exactly. physical stuff. And like, like a regular consumer is not going to get this stuff at home. Never, but never. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But now people who have the quest, like they, they can just try it and, and find out that actually, yeah, I mean, maybe painting is actually a really fun thing. Yeah, I mean, even if you have never thought about it before, if you do it, like it, it sort of clicks. I'm telling you, I'm motivated. I'm really motivated to learn more techniques now. In my opinion, you should do more of, of these kind of um, videos. They are gold, oh, yeah. really. They are gold. Yeah, I really want to... The only thing is, I'm not a great painter either. Okay. Luckily, there's people who can paint. Like the the other tutorial is done by um, a friend from uh, the the Vermilion community. He's called Marcus Friends. He's like a great painter. He also is like a full paint long tutorial. And yeah, I'm hoping like as the community grows, I'm sure more people will do this. There's more people who are, and there's already people who are, they've been making like insane paintings uh, in VR. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure we're gonna find the actual new Bob Ross who's like really talented <laughs> at painting and also entertaining. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's going to be great, but it's definitely going to be a thing. Like it, it has all the pieces, right? It has the browser. It has the tools. Perfect, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to it's, happen. It's, it's really, it's really, really perfect. And I was just shocked to see how real, how real these paintings look in terms of that. You can see the 3d effect as in, you can see the oil painting on that thing. That was what really like struck me how real that feels, and uh, and then you can even export it as a three D model. How amazing is that? With with all these three D, um, yeah, uh, coming out of the painting. Oh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was like an important thing. That it's not only color, right? It's not like MS Paint in VR, right? It really exactly. Yes, like the like the feeling, like a thickness of the paint, like a viscosity, like. Light changes reflection uh, where you look at it, and that's like a big thing with the 3D export. If you put it on like Sketchfab, which is like this website for right. 
looking at stuff in 3D, like you can turn it around and you can see it, uh, like which direction you made your brush strokes. And I think that's like a really cool thing, which is like kind of unique to this kind of VR application because there, there's of course like tons of other painting stuff on desktop before, but like, yeah, this really adds like a new dimension to it, which, which wasn't really there uh, before we had like these different VR painting apps. So yeah. Exactly. So tell us, Thomas, how did everything start with Vermilion? How did you um, get the idea to make an oil painting simulator? Why? Why? Yeah, why? <laughs> so, <laughs> are, you, uh, are you an artist? So I'm, I'm actually not an artist at all. I've always been a developer, a VR developer. Um, but it started when, um, like at the beginning in January of um, 2020, before COVID, uh, my girlfriend and I were planning on um, doing a six month travel like around the world, you know, like Southeast Asia, South America. Mm -hmm. And we were uh, in Thailand for a month and then we were in Cambodia for a month. And then COVID hit, right? So, right. like the people, the locals were like super sketchy towards tourists. Like, and we just like <laughs> decided, okay, like overnight we, that we had to go home. And then, like, we were like super, like, We we're back in Belgium in a place where we, where we didn't really belong because, you know, we had to separate from our family. We didn't have our own apartment, so we just stayed at someone else's apartment. We just do it at a time. But yeah, we were kind of, you know, kind of depressed. Like our entire plan for the future just <laughs> sort of vanished. You know, I think for many people at that time, we're like, what am I going to do? You know, and especially for us, like we came back from this trip, not even halfway in there. So yeah, I was looking for some... I did some peace of mind and I kind of rediscovered these Bob Ross videos. You know, if, if you ever watched them, oh, like, really? they're like, so cool. they're super relaxing, right? <laughs> yeah, if, they you, are. if you look at him and he's like, it's like this moment of Zen and, you know, being a VR developer, you're like, you know, let's, let's just fire up unity, you know, a new project and let's drive if we can replicate this experience. So I just uh, got a single video, not even with a browser, just like a fixed video of him and like, the most rough painting mechanics. Like if, if you would see the first <laughs> YouTube video of like the, of like the first prototype, yeah, I mean, yeah. But I, I made like a, um, I kept working on it. This is again, next to uh, my job because I, I um, remotely got my old job back <laughs> after I got home from Belgium. Um, and yeah, so I, I made the first prototype video. I put it on LinkedIn. And I had like 70 contacts on LinkedIn. Like I didn't know anybody, but it went kind of viral on there. Um, with like, on LinkedIn? Uh, yeah, on LinkedIn. This is the only oh, social wow. I have. Right? This is so, so funny. I have. I didn't have any Facebook. I, I didn't have Twitter until very recently. Like I had, I didn't have any socials except for LinkedIn. So that's why, yeah, I mean, LinkedIn. But yeah, there was like this very positive response and it was clear that people were Like, okay, first of all, like, it's the charisma of Bob, of course. Like, he, he just, he could sell anything if you put it, right. if you put him on there, which is also literally, by the way, what Bob Ross Inc. is doing. Like, it, they put his face on, on literally anything and it sells. <laughs> um, but it's a, such a relaxing experience. And it was, like, such a vibe from people, I think, especially also who are familiar with VR. We're like, okay, yeah, this could actually mean that I could try this because I've, I grew up with Bob watching his videos at home and now yeah, I've never been able to do it in real life. So I figured like, okay, like, this is something that people are interested in doing. And since then I've basically never stopped working on it. Right. So just kept improving on it. Even tried to contact Bob Ross Inc, which did not go well. Um, yeah, they they were very much not interested. 
okay. which might be like a conflict of interest between their selling physical paints right and they think maybe they think that the vr version would cannibalize on the sales which Perhaps. i think is a very wrong assumption because i think it brings people from an easy digital medium into the physical medium who otherwise would never even get the physical medium you're right actually, so, actually now i and feel like they are there yeah. are actually quite a few people in the community who have taken up physical painting yeah. after learning it in vr Makes but so anyway so yeah. Yeah, they, they did not see it this way, sadly. Um, so yeah, but kept working on it since then. That's that's kind of how it got started. Even though I can't paint, I'm not an artist, but I've been really into it. I've been, you know, watching tons of artists uh, on YouTube very closely, learning how the paint behaves, you know, how it's really done. And then it was mostly just getting, you know, feedback from from the first beta testers, like from people who are very familiar with the medium with all painting and it's like, okay, it should behave like this, you know? Yeah. And that's how yeah. it got started. That's great. And actually you had to become a, comp a total um, specialist on oil painting. You must know all the tools, right? All the brushes, you must find out how they behave together with the color and how the, the strokes look. And you also must learn how the colors mix on the canvas, right? Isn't, isn't it like yeah. this? Yeah, you really have yeah, to yeah, yeah. become like the super specialist of well, oil painting. <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely, I, I would not be able to call myself like a super specialist, right? I mean, I would yeah. make a fool of myself compared to like a real artist who has been doing it like a life sure. long. But yeah, I, of course I learned a lot about it and like like study what I could. And there, that's like the beauty of it that there's so much material like on any topic, right? On, on YouTube. And that's, I think, like one of the strengths now of Vermilion because it simulates oil painting in, you know, a really good fashion that you can literally watch p the oil painting tutorials for real life painting <laughs> and then learn those skills in VR. So like the, the browser has free bookmarked videos, which I also use to like learn how to mix colors. Like and it's like a literal painter, you know, and he's like, okay, we have the primary colors. This is how you mix them. And then you do it in VR and it behaves the same way, you know, and it's like, okay. And you have this thick paint over thin paint and you try it and it also works in VR. And I think it's like a real strength that VR offers that you can have this training, um, like, and you have this, this similar with real life because you're using your hands, you know, it's in a very different way than you used to with a digital medium. It's magic. This obviously could only work in virtual reality. Yeah, obviously, yeah. right? It's it's oh, it's so magic. It's it's like a magic app. It's oh, it's it's so good. I'm I'm really really you're blown away by it, Skiva. You have to try it. You have to try it. As I'm really looking possible. forward to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I got to get into this. You know, this past couple of weeks has just been like expo yeah, every day. Course. No of time course. to yeah. actually play anything that wasn't on the floor. But I'm super stoked to get into this, and I I'm really interested to see as people um try this i'm sure people there's going to be some people that had no idea that they like to paint and they're going to fall in love with me really right? i mean it yeah. i really i really mean it i really enjoyed this process of making this this masterpiece and i just want to show you that it's now also in the metaverse here it's uh this is my parcel in somnium space yeah, big props to somnium space for helping me build this beautiful parcel and yeah here it is in the middle of it you see my masterpiece and and then if you if you visit my parcel and I'm going to make a whole video about it you can walk in VR there you can walk up and you can you can see this masterpiece you can click on it and 
obviously i also made an nft out of it yeah i know it's the buzzword but it is it, it makes so much sense and then if you want yeah in the future you might want to buy it but I, at the moment i don't feel like selling it because it's just it's my first it's my first <laughs> piece of art right so yeah it's it's cool it's cool that you have the ability to export it as a glb file in in my opinion it's genius because you can do something like mint it as an NFT, put it on, on OpenSea, put it into a VR chat, put it in Somnium space and all these things, right? So it's it's amazing. I'm 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 really, really fascinated by that. Yeah. So many I things. would love to see how this translates into real life painting too. I, I I'm really because I feel like like we were saying, right? Someone's gonna figure out that wow, I really love to paint. I had no idea. And then they're going to eventually take what they learn in this app and and try to bring it over to physical paints with canvas. And I, I I'd love to see some people do that and to see how well it translates over. Yeah, there's really actually cool. like a really nice side by side picture of one of the community members, Princess Fuzzy, she's called Shout Out. And They've been doing like every day a Bob Ross episode, right? I, I don't know how many she's done right now, but like like tens of them, like I, I know like thirty at least. And then she was like, okay, let's actually get like a cheap canvas and some acrylic paints because it's a lot cheaper and not not like you, have, you don't have the fumes you do with real old paints. And they look so similar. Actually, even the vermilion wow. piece looks a bit better, but like yeah, it's like it's, it's really stunning. And it's like yeah, they 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 learn to paint in VR and then. I mean, of course, there's going to be some differences, you know, like in the in reality, you have actually like feedback, but the same skills apply, like, you know, the same, like the same movements you're making um, and the same color mixing and also just like the things for painting itself, you know, like you, you learn how to balance the colors to build your scene, you know, you know, you know how the orange is seen. And yeah, it's just amazing that you can clearly see it's like the same artist making this stuff and it looks so similar. Like it's such a right. beautiful experience. Wow. Must have, must be a great sense of achievement for you as well to see that the Vermilion piece looks even better than the, <laughs> okay. than the real thing. It, right? it actually did look even better than the real thing. Yeah. Of course, yeah. the real thing was done with acrylics, right? I mean, maybe right. it's just, <laughs> maybe just a thing. Wow. No, no, I'm kidding. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it is actually really neat that people are able to use these skills and, it goes with other games as well. Like I made a Reddit post about the launch and people were commenting like, oh, like people are always asking this. Like, is there a thing that is often coming back? Like, does the skill from VR translate to real life? And there's people commenting like, yeah, I, I couldn't use, yeah, I didn't play table tennis before, but I've been playing 11 a lot. And then the first time they actually got into physical table tennis, they were able to use these skills. So it's like yeah. a really good thing that VR offers. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah, Eleven table tennis is also really good, and probably some some real hardcore flying flight sim fans they might really be able to fly the the Cessna or whatever, right? It's it's cool. Oh yeah, and, definitely yeah. yeah. And you know what? I also think that your app it will pique lots of people's interest for virtual reality that before didn't even think about it. I'm really hoping I, this is the case. I, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. You know, like um. Sometimes I send my videos to my mom <laughs> just to show her what I'm doing, right? <laughs> like, hey, mom, makes sense, yeah, makes sense. That's, that's what I do. <laughs> and normally she's Get like, a real oh, job. No. oh no, what are you doing here? Oh no. But this time she, she said, oh, oh, oh wow, this looks interesting. I, I could, I also want to try, you know, like this. This is some, something like, okay, people might want to try it because it looks so cool and so convincing that you can make this Bob Ross thing that you 
actually always wanted to try somehow. You know, you saw that videos and you liked the guy and you thought like, wow, these paintings look so good. Even, and it seems so easy, right, when he does it. And yeah, then, yeah it, it is it not so... It is not so complicated, right? You saw me doing it. So yeah, it's 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 really cool and probably going to bring even more people into virtual reality with Vermilion. So congratulations to that. Yeah, that, that was yeah. like a really, a, th a thing I was hoping to do, right? Because um, there's like tons of great VR content already and great VR games, but there's like a whole segment of users who are, who are not into shooters or not into sports games, you know, and they want like maybe like a more creative experience. Um, yeah, and there's already like a few great creative apps already, but I think like the physicality of of painting and just being able to touch the canvas, you know, it's I'm I'm really hoping that it will show the value that VR has to people who have not yet considered it before. Cool. Um, I must ask you now, what does vermilion mean? <laughs> does it have vermilion meaning? is a color? Oh, it's really? Just a, it's oh, like no. um, um, a shade of red. A little bit closer to orange, so ah. like the color of the logo. That's that's vermilion. It's like literally. Oh color. really? Oh. Okay. It's also a pretty cool song by Slipknot, but they <laughs> use one L. I used to ah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I didn't know there's a color. Yeah, it's just Steve, it's just the color. No, I had no idea it was a color, and that that's really cool. What a cool little. And it's trick. also like a sneaky <laughs> VR in there without being obvious about it. Oh my goodness! Sneaky oh my VR goodness. Oh man! Yeah, of course, I totally oversaw that. Yeah, very uh, million. Oh, like oh, under the hood, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! That that's so very well clever. well thought through. And um, who who had the idea for that vermilion name color? Yeah, I did. I was uh, yeah. on the train looking like, for my first sole proprietorship registration and I had to come up with, with the name for my program as well. It, at the time it was called VR painting, uh, which uh, <laughs> yeah. looking at it now would probably not be, have been a good name. Yeah. Um, I was really racking my head like what it should be called. I was just looking literally like at the list of pigments because like the pigments, all the, the, the paints have pretty cool colors, right? Because Bob Ross, he always starts with like, we now start with the list of colors <laughs> across the screen and it's like titanium white and like, <laughs> burn sienna and i was like you know these are pretty cool names i was like looking at this list of all different paint names and then i came across vermilion and i was it kind of stuck yeah. in my head like this is it's, cool it is something. it too tacky it, it no. kind of had something and i think this the thing which subconsciously sold me was like the sneaky vr in there yeah, you're right it, it, yeah. it's it's <laughs> it's, a, it's a logical choice now that i yeah. think about it <laughs> nice very cool how long did it take you to program it yeah so uh, yeah, it started in, at the start of, of 2020, right? And now we're in 2022. So yeah, two years on and off. There's like a period of like at least half a year in 2020 where I didn't work on it. Like after the failed Bob Ross call, I was very demotivated. <laughs> Did not work on it after that for a while. And then I, I picked it back up. But yeah, always like next to a full-time job, you know? So it's it's yeah, been slow going because of that. Yeah. Um, okay. But it's a labor of love, you know? It's it's but yeah ab about like oh, in time about two years but not full time yeah right okay um so uh, w when did the game um or the app launch on steam it's um, like it uh, more than half a year app. ago last year or something yeah right? i think like the 26th of july it launched on, on steam and a couple of weeks later on rift as well so the yeah the pc vr um reception has been really positive like I've not done any marketing, but it's it's been yeah, it's just word of mouth. It's been it's been doing you know considering the PC VR market size, I really can't complain. 
And yeah, the, like the, the feedback is great. And there's like on Steam, you have this built-in community page, right? And you can share screenshots oh, or art okay. of the game. And it's so fitting that there's this art page. Normally it's like for fan art, right? But now people are putting their paintings on there. And it's just really nice to be looking at the Steam page, like the community and what people have been making with it. Like I'm, I'm really like every day I'm looking like, is there, is there a new thing on the Steam page? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Um, having because many developers now they only go to Quest, understandably, right? But I started. I only have like the the OG Vive headset, right? Um, as for PCVR, and when I started, and that's the thing I started developing for, and I kept going at it because. And there were people saying to me like, "Why are you doing this for PCVR? You know, Quest is where it's at." And of course, mm -hmm. Quest is where it's at, right? I mean, it's a right. great device, and you're being standalone. It's absolutely amazing. But yes. having the strength of PC VR is still something which is which is worthwhile, and I'm glad I stuck with the PC VR version because I had then a really high standard of the level of quality I wanted to achieve. Because like when you have a big GPU, you just push anything yeah, you want. You don't care. You don't worry about optimization. Right? You just don't care. Features, 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 and like a higher resolution. And then when, I, when it was time to port to Quest, that was of course really challenging because you don't want to drop any of the features. But you have to because it's on a PC. But it it meant that it, I had a really high bar that I had to keep for myself. And so yeah, I'm, gl I'm glad I, I stuck to PC VR as well. That's cool. And now yeah. it's cross-buy. So people who get on Quest and also have a VR-capable PC, they can enjoy like the higher resolution, the higher quality of PC as well. Wow, yeah, that, that makes so much sense. I must say that I hadn't tr tried your app before. I, I haven't tried the, the PC VR app. I just got to it now via the Quest. And pr yeah, that, that's going to be the case for so many people. So it's, it's great that it's on Quest because more people will be able to enjoy that feeling, right? To be able yeah. to, to draw, yeah. uh, to paint in VR. So, so if I would put on the PC VR headset and try Vermilion, would I be shocked that it's so much better? Because I felt well, that so, the so Quest version is so good already. Yeah, it looks, so it the padded is, looks good. It is yeah. um, exactly the same from painting mechanics, or virtually the same. There's like minor differences, which you probably won't be able to spot. <laughs> I know they're there, but there it's like exactly the same, right? That was really important to me that it really has like the fully featured painting simulation on Quest. So the main right. difference is just the resolution, right? Like the standalone headset, it can't handle as many pixels as like a fully like 2080 can. So that's the difference you're going to be seeing if you're painting on PC. It's just going to be a bit sharper, like a bit clearer. Okay. But yeah, that makes yeah, sense. That's the only difference. It's just exactly the same on Quest. Otherwise, it's been tough to get there, but <laughs> it's running. Right. It's running standalone, free from from on PC. And then if you want like the best quality, like the crisper resolution, then yeah, you're going to have to hook up to PC. Makes sense. But then probably yeah. you cannot directly share your, your picture to Facebook. There's, yeah, there's no direct <laughs> share to Facebook button yeah. in the PC VR. Makes sense. Makes sense. And there's no posture either. So you know? yeah, th those features are unique to Quest. Yeah, that makes sense. You guys know how much I'm always bitching about that Facebook login uh, requirement, right? For for the Quest, right? But this time I thought, yeah, oh, that's cool. I can directly share. <laughs> I can I can directly share now it to have, my now friends. Have a use for it, yeah. now, now I know. Okay. 
<laughs> I thought like, yeah, this is actually, what it's all that is quite good. That is quite good. Yeah. <laughs> that was quite cool that I directly could show like my masterpiece because I was proud of me doing something like this, right? And uh, yeah, then, then I, I posted it and I got quite some likes on it. <laughs> That was cool. Yeah, right. very good. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So um, you 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 told us that you decided to go full time Vermilion, which is yeah. like like oh, it's a huge decision, right? Like, like I can remember yeah, that was honestly yeah. like a very very tough decision to make. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, what it was um, when was it? Some time ago already, right? Well, when you launched, so I, the, I, tell us yeah, more. Yeah, I, I launched in in July, right? Um, and actually, I already knew I was going to be coming to the Quest Store even before the Steam launch. So um, Upload, shout out to Upload again. They um, actually covered my first press release where I announced cool. that it's going to be coming to Steam. And then uh, the guys at Facebook, even before it was Meta, it was still Facebook at that time, um, they saw it and they reached out to me and said, like, you know, this looks like a cool game. Do you want to have a call? And then, you know, I did like the pitch deck and, and they accepted me on the store. And little did I know that I should probably have quit my job right there and then, <laughs> looking back at it. But you're very uncertain, right? I've never been independent before. I've always been an employee. Yeah. And the like, there's a, a, a real fear of you know not knowing how it's going to be received. You know, not having a, a salary. You know, it's like a really like a really high threshold to be to learn to cross. And I'm seeing Skiva probably going to the same thing back when when maybe on you. Uh, switch to um, being independent. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a it's a big step. And even after it launched on Steam and, you know, it was doing okay, it was selling more than I was making at my day job, uh, which cost me a lot of taxes, uh, by the way. <laughs> um, okay. But even then, you're still always like, you know, is it going to keep going? Is it just going to, is it going to drop? Like, it was yeah, a really tough choice. And only now it's, it, it was like so crazy trying to get everything done for Quest. I was like, okay, I cannot handle it anymore. I just, I have to quit my job and work on it. It's, right. I just can't handle it otherwise. Okay. Yeah, cool. Um, congratulations that you made this step. It's a huge step, but I'm sure it's uh, it will pay off since it's just such a good product. So did you I, just mention that you already earned more with um, with Vermilion when it was on the Steam VR on Steam VR than compared to your normal job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, okay, great, yeah. great. That is great. But it was but, not constant. You didn't know exactly. Yeah, you, you, you never like know, right? Yeah, I exactly. mean and it's it's uh, like with any product at launch, like with any game, right? At launch it's okay. And it was even in like the top the top three selling uh, on on this on the VR games of Steam, um, and I was like, yeah, I mean, people are into it, and then it drops down and down and down every week, of course, you know, as it does, and yeah, uh, it's, it's always uncertainty, right? So yeah, right. Yeah. But now um, on the Quest Store, can you already tell that you will be good? <laughs> I mean, I mean is it is it is it selling well now for the first few days? That's that's my question basically. Yeah, I mean it's 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 been doing okay. Like if oh. if you look at the number of reviews, you know, I, I'm not complaining. Uh, okay. It's too early to tell how it's going, but the, the people who are reviewing it, um, they love it. They love it. They're into it. And like you said, many people are like, I've never painted before. I yeah. never had any yeah. interest in painting before, but I just get it. You know, I get the immersion, and. Yeah. Like one guy on Reddit, just before our talk, he was like, you know, I, I was never into painting. And, you know, I fired up Vermilion and I was like, okay, I'm just going to spend a few minutes this morning, you know, looking at it. 
and then he took off the headset and it was three hours later <laughs> because he was just listening to a podcast on the browser and just doodling on the canvas and just losing track of time and even though he didn't have any interest in painting before he just like gets it you know it's just a chill experience yeah that is the point it is so relaxing i also forgot the time when i was following your tutorial it was yeah <laughs> And yeah, wow. Then 40 minutes we're gone and uh, it's it's so good. And you know what I really, really love as well, and I'm going to explore this feature more, is that you can project your browser onto the canvas. How beautiful is that? So you can, any kind of picture, every anything that's on the World Wide Web, on the interwebs, <laughs> you can project you can project it onto that canvas and then probably follow it. Yeah. 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 How, how amazing is that? Yeah, that's yeah. So cool. That was a, a big thing for me because like, the threshold for many people, including myself, is like, okay, like I'm a 30 year old guy and I can only draw stick figures. Like I'm not gonna be able to paint anything. So like the drawing thing is like a, a huge threshold for many people, but if you can trace it, it makes it a lot easier. So yeah, that's why the projector and like even, even big name artists, like actual painters, they also use projectors, right? It's like, there's no ah, shame okay. in using a projector. <laughs> good, good. And I don't feel so bad about yeah, it. Yeah, you, you don't need to feel bad about using a projector at all. Even even like yeah. the biggest guys do it to save time or when you're doing like a big piece. But right. yeah, just having it on there on the canvas, you can just trace it. Like you're not gonna be having weird long arms <laughs> when you're trying to paint a human. You know, like this is one guy and he's doing a pop culture character every single day since the start of this year. And he's he's never missed a day and he's doing great pieces. You know, and it all it all looks perfectly and um, like anatomically correct because he just uses the projector. He's tracing it and they come out so great. You know, he's done like Zelda and like the guy from Watch Dogs and it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, my goodness. It's so good. Skiva, you have to go in there, follow his tutorial It, uh, like make a video out of it and then post it. We want to see you. I'm gonna try, man. I am. I'm not very artistic. I'm but, telling uh, you, it's same here. You know? It's easy. Yeah. It's it's really. <laughs> you will see. It's it's incredible. And the great thing about this, as compared to reality, undo. Undo. Yeah. Undo. Yeah. Undo is a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Big one. yeah. Is is there gonna be some kind of way to display your artwork? Maybe like a, a gallery or something where you can. Yeah. So that's the first can. really big thing that I want to add after launch now is nice. um, being able to even frame your paintings and putting them up in your own space and then having a free demo version which can be multiplayer so people can come over to your space and you can show them your paintings yeah. in VR. This Because, is like, incredible. That's that's what I want to do. That's like, that would be like the first step towards multiplayer. But like full on multiplayer painting is like that's going to be like a serious challenge because like the simulation is pretty complex. Because like yeah. games like King's Bay VR are also great, but it's a lot more straightforward to have like the the spray can network, like networking the brush strokes is like a a, a bigger challenge. But it's something around the tackle. But this would be like the first step towards it, like being able to invite people over, and preferably it could also work with the social home that Facebook is planning to do. Like they want to have you um, be able to invite your friends to your VR home on Quest. And then hopefully they will allow custom models, but at the moment they don't allow custom GLBs to be in the home. So you can unlock them from apps, but it's always like a fixed model. So that's why I'm probably going to have to do it myself. And yeah, I think that's a big part of it because people make art to be able to show it to other people, right? You're Okay, you also want to be able to chill and just make it for yourself. But most of the time, You're gonna want to show what you've made, and it looks the best in VR. You know, it's, it's, you want like that's where you go to a museum. It looks the best in person, and that's the experience that VR can give you as well.
Yeah, that is really exactly also the reason why I put it into the metaverse. Yeah, <laughs> into some one of the space. metaverses. <laughs> in, in one of the one of the metaverses, exactly into something space yeah. on my parcel because it's so cool, right? That people can walk into my parcel. I will next week the video, and then yeah, simply have a look at it from all sides, and then you can see the three D because it's the GLB model. It is it is beautiful. I love That's it. Really I love cool. I, I love that export function. That export function is gold, and I'm I'm glad that you put it there. It makes so much sense. You want to show I bring, that? I bring pictures, um, you know, of things we do in screenshots and all that into my my home in Neos, um, oh, in Neos the is Neos Metaverse <laughs> platform, and we have the full between reality ship in there. And then downstairs right. from the studio, there's halls to different parts of the ships, but but there's pictures everywhere of uh, different screenshots and, and awesome things that we've done hanging out with friends. And it would be awesome to be able to put some paintings I've done down there. So yeah. that'd be being able to export as a GLB. That's such a big deal. It's what huge. a great, great idea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted this, this option, like, especially because yeah, we, we love stuff in VR. We're using it content. Like, yeah, I really wanted to send there. Mm. Um, and I'm also going to be adding direct upload to Sketchfab soon. And then a coming right. update so that, like yeah, now I have to share to Facebook and then the model is going to be shared to Sketchfab and then you can log in there on the browser and then you can immediately share your 3D model with someone else, even in VR, right? Because Sketchfab also works in VR. So I think it's going to be like a really shareable way to, to show your paintings. Beautiful. I was just thinking of so many more business ideas. I love business, by the way. So, <laughs> New so Kickstarter. I was, I was thinking, wouldn't it be great if you would team up with some uh, print service you must have thought about this. Yeah, right. I've had many uh, people suggesting this thing exactly, already. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe I, maybe something worth looking into. I mean, there's, of course, uh, it's, it's several complications, right? I mean, first of all, it's going to be worldwide. I'm not sure if there's like right. one service who does sure. it worldwide. And then there's like many different options. And you sure. need to enter your address and everything. And yeah, yeah. Understand. And your payment information, you know, that there's right. like certain hurdles. But yeah, it's, it's an interesting idea, yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, what is next in your future, um, Thomas, for Vermilion? Um, okay, so you, you talked about uh, the, the feature that you have. You can uh, show your painting in some kind of multiplayer room, which I think is a fantastic idea. What else? What is next for you? Oh, yeah, the, there's still like tons of improvements I want to do to the painting experience itself. Like, I want to add paint tubes because I just think it's going to be like a fun experience, even on PC VR with the knuckles to like squeeze <laughs> paint tubes and like yeah. put more paint on your palette just because it's like such a, a tangible VR experience. Satisfying experience. And, you know, and probably more brushes, more environments, like a dark environment or something, which I've had requests now because people are playing in the evening and just want to chill with like dim lighting. You know, these kind of features are common. Um, mm -hmm. And also something for PC VR, which I really want to do, which I am personally maybe even the most excited for is like have it as an overlay for other VR games so that you're just putting up Skyrim VR fully modeled, putting then <laughs> your easel in there and then painting this like mountainscape from Skyrim VR fully oh 3D. What, what a you fantastic know, idea is that? Oh that is God. something I'm super <laughs> excited for, which I really want to do like just for, for the PC VR community. And I'm hoping it's going to work. It's going to be, it's going to be a challenge because like the, the API for it is not very well documented. So, Valve, if someone's watching, you know, yeah. help someone out. But that's that, 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 this kind of VR experience of like multi VR apps laying on top of each other is, I think, something which is underexplored and something which is like really, uh, really beneficial. You're right. It makes so much sense. 
Yeah, you want to be in Skyrim sitting there and just painting it because yeah, it's so beautiful. Because, because many people it. just love chilling in, in, yeah. in these environments, right? Especially in VR, like, or like Alex, you know, you're sitting on the starting balcony and you're just taking in the sights, you know, and everything can also just, you know, do a little bit of painting there. I think it's really like a really nice experience. Wow. So, yeah, so there's lots of uh, things you will be able to do with Vermilion. And you are the only one working on this right now. You are. I'm the only one working on it. Um, wow. So it's uh, yeah, it's a lot of work ahead of me. <laughs> yeah. But I love it. You know, it, even though I've been working so many hours on it, it's really motivating. Like if you if you have, I, I think you guys must know this feeling from doing your own channel, right? Like yeah, if you course. have something, if you have a project that that motivates you, and it's you have amazing. a community which yes. is like giving back, uh, giving you energy, then it's just you, you keep going on it. And it, exactly. it doesn't feel like you don't feel burned out. It doesn't feel like a drag, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's why I can do three hour sessions um, talking about Timex. <laughs> we still have to talk about Timex. Yeah. And if you, seeing if our you timer is already at two hours. If you still have time, is it still okay for you to talk I about mean, um, Pimax? I, I want to know all about the new Pimax okay. stuff. Okay, cool. Then that's going to be the next topic. So let's um, finish talking about Vermilion. I can just say, try it out. The, the 20 bucks is so worth it it's actually cheap if i think about what i got out of it you know that that one painting yeah i'm going to sell it obviously for probably 20 eth <laughs> if, I mean, easily right yeah, e e i mean easily it's easily gonna, right gonna happen you know so, yeah so the 20 dollars is absolutely it's 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 for free it's it's amazing so, <laughs> yeah, i gotta so, save up i, I want to buy it does not come painting. with success on open sea i mean there's no guarantees for it selling any nfts when you're of course million, just the disclaimer. Right. <laughs> right 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 no it's not it's not just about this obviously not but it, it gave me already more than 20 dollars worth just this one session really to be able to follow um bob thomas ross <laughs> it, it, it's 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 cool it's cool yeah so de definitely check out vermilion if you have the chance it is so good it's it's so worth it and um, this this is my app of of the week for sure probably the month and probably yeah we'll see i, I love it Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks for coming on the show and telling us about it. It's great to, to meet you. It's cool that you're also not so far away, actually, that we are here in Europe. That's great. Well, I'm yeah. definitely going to be trying this today. Yeah, I'm very you must. Now, sounds, now you must. So cool. Now yep, you really, sure. really have to do it. You really yep. have to do it. It's happening. Cool, <laughs> cool. Yeah. So now, now let's talk about the last topic of today's show. And we're already like two hours in, but, but okay, that's the thing. When you talk about something that excites you, right? Like VR for us, you forget about the time. And then if they're so nice people and yeah, you need new people like Thomas for the first time, it's amazing. I also love what I do, Skiva. We are really lucky to do what we like to do. For real. It is, it is, it is really. a beautiful thing. It is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And now this... <laughs> This year, this is, wow, this is the Pimax 12K QLED. It was cool to see it for the first time, not as a render, yesterday on the, on the, in, in the event on, on my channel on MRTV. And what we're looking here at, actually, this is the Pimax 12K QLED. This is an upcoming headset, the new flagship device from Pimax. This is not only a high-end um, PC VR headset, which can be uh, connected to the computer via cable. No, this can also connect to the computer um, wirelessly via a YGIG module that you see here. And this is the this is the receiver. This is the YGIG receiver, and it, it has some hidden functions that we're also going to talk about. <laughs> Thomas, you are 
you're up for a treat. It was really a cool I, show yesterday. We we found out a lot of things. Is it also an air conditioning unit by Dyson? <laughs> <laughs> that is that is actually what I said yesterday in the stream yeah. as well. <laughs> I know. It just looks exactly like it. It looks exactly like Dyson, really. It's like, wow, hopefully they will not get sued by Dyson. <laughs> or, so or a funny. sideways Oculus logo, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. A, a bit longer, exactly. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. Other than that, this is not only a PC VR headset, this is also a standalone headset. It can totally operate in standalone mode. It has an XR2 chipset, which is going to be clocked way higher than the Quest because this is going to be cooled much more efficiently or stronger. I don't know. At, at least it, it works. It, it has much more power than the Quest 2. So this is not only PC VR, this is also a standalone headset. And what you see here is actually, actually the hot swappable battery pack that you're going to put Put into the back of the device. Let me see if I can get to the picture. Here, here, here is where you put the hot swappable battery in. It's, it's pretty cool, Thomas, right? What are your I mean, thoughts seeing this now? I mean, I'm, I'm so impressed, you know, because these are all the things that they're planning on doing and to see it physically here, like, yeah. I mean, I, it's, it, they put like all the things, it's like all of the checkboxes. So I'm, I'm really interested to see if it's going to work, right? If, if, they, yeah. if it's going to be a good device, I mean, it looks so promising. It looks so promising. Maybe a bit and, heavy. Yeah. But maybe perhaps. it's balanced. You know, maybe it's like the like the links. Maybe it's a good balance with the battery in the back. Who knows? I believe so. Well, yeah. I, th I also think that the current Pimax headsets they do have this nice balance. It works. They are not as light as the links or the Quest, but but I think from in my opinion it works now. So that is fine. Also, what you see here on the pictures, the first time that we see actually the controllers, and obviously they do remind us a lot of the, the Quest controllers, but in my book, that's not a bad thing since the Quest controllers are good. Skiva, what's your thought about this? So this is um, one, of, one of the most exciting, I mean, just <laughs> everything about this is exciting, but I was really, really excited to see that they kind of uh, went with more of a tried and true version mm. of, a, of a VR controller because, right. you know, the, they had um they had some sword controllers yeah yeah the sword yeah. controllers never really lived up to the potential and it's mostly i think in my mind because they never they could never get a joystick to work and that's too bad but this looks awesome i'm super excited to try a pimax with real controllers because yeah i i never never wanted one before i don't want to use vive ones do you know what i mean like I, or you could use the knuckles you know. could use the knuckles yeah, yeah i know but still even the knuckles for me are not are not the best. Oh, I oh, use really? The You're not a knuckles man. Interesting. No, I mean, <laughs> the, so they break all the time. I uh, just That's got true, my though. fifth set That's in. That's true. So I have my fifth set of knuckles controllers sitting here. But one Crazy. of the things that I honestly dislike about the knuckles is the capacitive squeeze. Right? I want that physical analog yes. button for yes. the. And the that's honestly a real so. developing challenge as well, right? Mm -hmm. Having like a good grip, but you're always yes. touching it. It's not easy. And then for some people, like this is like a really like PC VR development nightmare. Like it breaks differently. So for some people, it becomes really tough to squeeze. And for others, it becomes like really trigger happy. So I actually have a, a separate slider. If you're if you're using the knuckles and you're doing the Vermilion tutorial, there's a separate slider for changing the, the threshold at which you can grab oh, something using okay. the knuckles. Because right. some people are like, I have to squeeze crazy yeah. hard to grip yeah. something. I'm like, I don't have to grip crazy hard, but it's just because the thing broke. Right. So yeah. extra development challenge for PCVR right there. 
Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. So I totally agree with you, Skiva. I also think that this grip, it sounded so cool when they first talked mm -hmm. about that controller, right? But then actually, in actual real life, it's like a pain to really hold things all the time. And there's so, not really so many games. I mistake. And uh, yeah. Yeah. it just doesn't, it's not, it's not where it should no. be. And, and no. I, I might even put up with it even more if the finger tracking was spot on, but it's not. It's, it's not. So and it's, not many games actually use yeah. it because, right. yeah, I mean, you want to be cross-platform. And yeah, it's not spot on. It's I agree. Yeah. 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 yeah right. Exactly. Yeah. So it was really cool to see those controllers for the first time. And yes, they are uh, Oculus Touch knockoff. But in my book, again, it's, I think it's, it's a good. It's idea. great. It's perfect. It's great. Like, please totally agreed. use one standard, two <laughs> well buttons, exactly. and a joystick. That's yeah. what you want. Exactly. It's and it perfect. works. It works so well works so well then what you can see here on the device actually four cameras and yes it is inside out tracking so this is not anymore dependent on lighthouse tracking and i also think it makes sense because well this is the beauty of the oculus um, of the meta quest right you don't need to have those lighthouse base stations you don't need to bring them right you can just pop out the device and it works everywhere and you're yeah. not dependent on 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 valve being able to sell you those base stations which are expensive yeah but right? this is going to be like a make or break point for them because not many companies have had a solid inside out yeah. tracking system and True. like oh, the only one who's super solid is meta and even there with the quest you very often at least i do as a developer you lose tracking mm -hmm. so you put on the okay. headset you get the error message tracking lost you have to recalibrate right. so what's a company like paramount is going to be doing is this like is the tracking going to be as rock solid as it needs to be Hopefully. because if it's not then, then like it can be a great display but if the tracking isn't there you know you're right. Tracking is super critical. It's Good everything point. about VR. If, you, if you're not tracking your hands and your head properly, then it's dead in the water. So it'll be yeah, really agreed. interesting to see how this works, how they handle yeah. things like occlusion, you know, yeah. putting the controllers behind your back. Meta was able to really do some magic with their tracking, and it's yeah, so I mean, good. It's, and, it's solid. And then I, yeah. And then I, you know, I, I like to use my HP Reverb G2 a lot as well. You know, even then, I mean, it's HP, and they and they haven't it's been able to really nail yeah, the tracking. Good, so yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. So this will be interesting to see. Uh, they they have to get this part right. The good that thing is, the good thing is though, they're using the same technology as an infrared light. Like one mm -hmm. problem of the Reverb G2 is it's using like like visible light, yeah. and that's why they mm. are not being tracked so well. If it's bright, for example, it's very yeah. dependent on your on your lighting in your in your room. So that might be better. And well, good I, th to, yeah. I think looking at the controllers, I mean, it's strange that it's clear. Like the, the tracking ring is clear. Uh, yeah, that's only because it's a prototype. It's, okay. This is only a prototype. In in the the final one will also. Be not clear will not be transparent that's that what makes um, sense yeah that's what they what they said yesterday that's what kevin said and what is good to know actually for the tracking kevin henderson the ceo of pimax was very confident so that was the one part where he said like yeah okay this part really works and he was impressed by by his <laughs> by his own company's tracking and it does make probably sense because i also asked them then did you um, develop that yourself from scratch? And she said, no, no, no. This actually comes from um, from the company that makes the chip, the Snapdragon chip. <laughs> yeah, right, Qualcomm. 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 Oh, yeah, they, do they have, they, do they provide a full tracking solution? Okay, they, provide, they provide a tracking solution. That's like very good, that's solution. great, that's perfect. That yeah. is exactly right, exactly. And they then they can still build 
upon it if they are not happy with it they can still improve it so i'm very confident actually with the tracking from from that logic right that it's made that's great. by yeah yeah so yeah. so that's pretty cool so that's what we yeah that's all that's what we saw here and we talked um, three three hours about it and i must tell you when i watched the um, pimax 12k 12k qlet um, um announcement video in october mm. I, i was thinking like well this is over the top They were promising like everything. everything. It's yeah. like it's like everything. This could do everything. This device, like, there's no compromises at all. It's it's like surprising that it's not even making me coffee in the morning. I was, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just like what? It's it's just okay. This is like they're promising the world. This is what every enthusiast wants, right? And I, honestly, I must honestly tell you, I thought like, no, that that's too much. This this is impossible. This is crazy. And then they said like, okay, but we will show it to you at CES. And I thought, okay, okay, well, right, then show it at CES. Yeah, and then it didn't happen, right? It didn't ah. happen, yeah. Yeah, and then I thought like, mm, yeah, probably that's not going to happen, the thing. <laughs> Because, well, in the past, They do overpromise. They like to give bold statements, and then unfortunately, they don't really deliver. Or they they do deliver, but it's like way, way years after <laughs> after that years. <laughs> Let, yeah, let's 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 just um, call it how it is, right? It, it's like this. So with this in mm -hmm. mind, um, I, I I was really happy, really, about yesterday's event. I had asked Kevin, okay, we didn't see that CS. Is it possible that you can just show it into the camera? And he said yes, and I was super happy that he uh, he came it onto exists. the show. That, it, that <laughs> yeah. it exists, exactly. That it exists. That he had it there. That he was confident that they can actually um, launch it in Q4. It sounded like everything is is um, ready uh, to really do this in Q4. And I must tell you, I am honestly excited now. What are you feel? What are you feeling, Skiva? I think this headset should have a um, a unicorn horn on the front, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> it is it is the mythical thing uh, that everyone wants in in the VR community. Everything about it is so promising. It seems like an impossible task. Um, now, Kevin is is always very much saying, "Hey, look, guys, we are not designing every piece of this. This technology all exists in pieces from all these different companies, right? You got Toby doing the eye tracking, you got Qualcomm doing the the tracking, you got you know a company doing the Y gig, all these different things, right? But but what we have seen over the past couple of years is Everyone is having supply chain issues. Mm -hmm. No one can get the parts they need for their projects. So now they are relying on many different companies to all um, get them the parts they need. And if any one of them fails, the headset can't come out, right? Yeah. So this is this is a very interesting challenge that they have in front of them. And, and I'm sure that these people are telling them, guaranteed, we're going to have these parts for you. Don't even worry about it. But let's see what happens when they need to mass produce this headset. Are they going to be able to get these pieces? You know, we, we've seen companies that were very, um, like DECA, they were very confident that they were going to be able to get their parts and they were going to make yeah. a headset. And then they just couldn't because 
things happened in the world, COVID happened and all of these things happened where supply chain issues were, were a thing, right? Now we get companies like, like Oculus and Meta and we have, you know, Sony and, and all of these different companies ordering parts and it's a fight to see yeah. who can get the most parts and to see who can, you know, you get companies I'm sure that are saying our next, your next year of production for, for this part all goes to us. Here's a check. Here you go. Prepaid. How yeah. do you compete with that? How are they going to get That's these a good pieces? point. I, I have no idea. And, and where okay. it's coming from different companies, mm-hmm. one failure from one of these companies could completely destroy uh, the production of this headset. So I, I root for Pimax so totally, much. I totally. Totally. Me to too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want this to be a thing. Yeah, this yeah. is the ultimate headset. I yeah, want, we want this, this in my Let, life. Let's be honest. Yes. We all want this. Let's, let's be honest yeah. about it. Everyone wants it here. And all the people yeah. watching this live right now, I, I'm sure everyone wants it. Yeah. But let's so, get back to the point. Let me let me yeah. just um, give you my answer to what, what you just said. It makes sense what you said. However, yesterday in the in the show, Kevin said something really interesting that that Pimax is in quite a good position for for that for that supply chain issue. I would call it. Yeah, it, it is an issue. So mm. like companies like like Meta or like Apple. They need to source these panels and these chips in the millions, right? And that is really super tough. That is really, really tough. Then a company like Decca, who has never done something like this, they have to start from zero. And it's really tough for them to 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 actually get it, get into business with those um, I don't know like panel suppliers or what, and then they say, okay, you know, we want to buy um, 200 pieces <laughs> or something like this, right? But for for Pimax, they are somehow in the sweet spot. They don't need to they don't need to source millions. They need to source fifty thousand. So fifty thousand, it seems like to be a number that is still interesting for the suppliers because they will make some cool profit out of it, and they're not too small like Decca, where they cannot really, yeah, make sure that they really need those. Uh, I don't know thousands or what. So so this is they are in a good position, and the great thing is, Pimax has been making headsets now for quite a few years, so they know the business. They already have connections. They they probably are really confident about saying, hey, you know what? We can get those parts because we have everything absolutely locked down and we have worked with these partners before. So, yeah, that kind of, it felt like uh, a good answer yesterday when I asked him about this. What are your thoughts, Thomas, about this? Do you think think, they can make it happen? I think realistically that it can't come out this year. I think it's too optimistic. Mm -hmm. I mean... First of all, looking at the at their history and in general, the history of hardware development, it's always a bigger challenge than you expect. I of mean, like first pers- personally, I was even softer, right? Like when I was doing Vermilion, I was doing at, the, at like the first two months. I made my first video with the paint along, and I was thinking like, you know, I can do this Bob Ross style painting now. <laughs> I have a, I have like this this little brows in there. I can ship on Steam in like four weeks, and then it was like <laughs> two years it. later yeah. before it was ready. <laughs> You know, yeah. I mean, it's always more challenging and they are setting the bar for themselves insanely high. And, That's true. And on top of the challenges of getting all these parts, even if they're confident it's going to get, I think I think we shouldn't be mad if it gets delayed. Like, I think yeah. it should just be a very realistic expectation that 
Q4 this year might just be uh, very ambitious. That's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it 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 does make sense, especially well. We know the history of Pimax, where they were also confident before about like delivering the 8KX, and then yeah, two years later, <laughs> I got it, or something like this. You know, you're, you're right. I agree with you. So, I hope I I root for them that they can make Q4. I mean, of course, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think we all do. It's it's really and, and it's really like that. It's like I, I hope yeah. they can make it, and I think lots of people are rooting for them. We need some competition for Meta. We, we need do. some something, some other big player. And but well, it's my, not going to be direct competition because it's going to no, be too you're expensive. Right. You're right. right. It's like a you're very right. niche market. It is like they have all the top tier parts. It's not going to be a cheap device. Yeah. It is not. I think it's two thousand. It starts at two thousand four hundred dollars, and oh yeah. It makes, it's, it's it's expensive yeah. it's expensive yeah, yeah mm. but it makes sense that it's, it that it's expensive because it can do all these things right like a qled display it's a 6k per eye they have all these cool technologies like eye tracking in it it has auto ipd adjustment yeah it has it has everything that we want that we as enthusiasts want <laughs> that's that's so crazy yeah. and yeah i was happy to see it yeah, even uh, even he didn't turn it on or show it's working. I was happy See, like that the, it's there. That's like the that's like the thing that worries me that it, that he didn't turn it on and we're already April. Yeah, he didn't turn it on. There's I think realistically like it should already be in mass production now if they want to ship in Q4. And he didn't turn on the device on the big review. Like it, yeah, I think it's too ambitious. That's mm -hmm. what I'm thinking. Okay, okay, would be interesting to 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 find out what. Yeah. Our audience thinks, audience, dear people in the chat, what do you think? Is Pimax going to ship this in Q4? Please say yes. If you think they are not able to ship this in Q4, say no. And it would just be interesting to, to get an idea what, what, our, what our viewers think. Yeah, also, we also talked about then uh, yeah the store that they're making a new store for this like a pimax store for for the standalone games but also actually for pc vr games so so there's some no's and there's some yeses but i think the no's are are in the majority here <laughs> oh some mm -hmm. some people say yes okay cool so there's still there's still some hope in the community there's hope there's hope yeah there's hope <laughs> cool Yep, so there's going to be a store, and in the store there's going to be uh, the standalone games, but there's also going to be like PC VR games, which I th thought was interesting. It's some kind of shift that the company would do. It's not only going to be a hardware company, but also a platform company. Interesting, right? Wh what do you think about that, Skiva? Well, I think uh, that's where the money is, right? Being able exactly. to take out a hard or a software sales is a big deal. Also... Uh, you know, it was really interesting to hear his take on on doing PC VR games as well, because you think to yourself, well, how do you compete with Steam? But it's an interesting angle because there's uh, to be, you know, to have optimized versions of these games for this headset would be a so big deal. Sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So exactly. I think it's I think it's a great idea. I think they're on the right path. Uh, I hope they have the resources to pull this off. Because I would love to go in there and just be able to grab versions of the games that are going to work and not have to like spend half an hour, you know, trying to get a game running correctly with exactly. the Timex. So I uh, got my fingers crossed. 
Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. For example, for Half-Life Alex, it seems like you have to uh, put in some starting code to to make it run right on the Pimax and these kind of things. It could directly be in that build for that store, right? right? Yeah. So f for you as a developer, um, what would a store have to offer you so that you put in to to uh, make Vermilion for it? Not talking about this store, but in general. I mean, in general, I'm very open to being on, on more stores. Like, I love, yeah. like, having the options available. I think as a developer, though, the big thing would be, like, a better cut for the developers. Because right now, the platforms always take 30%, and it's it's pretty rough. You know, right. it's it's not a great deal. Yeah. Uh, but as Kiva said, that's where how the companies make that, back their money, right? Like, everyone knows that company like Meta, like, they're uh, selling their hardware as cheap as possible to get people into the platform and then they need to software sales to make it back. So for them, it makes sense. But yeah, I mean, as a developer, it's pretty rough. So that would be like a pretty sweet deal because like platforms like Epic Games, even though among gamers, the Epic Games store might be controversial, but they offer like a great deal for developers with like a 12% cut oh, compared wow. to 30%, yeah, right? That's so yeah, I mean like a, a developer-friendly cut would be like a, a big thing. Yeah. So, um, what would be the sweet spot, uh, in your opinion, for the cut? Twenty percent, or should it be as good as the deal from uh, from Epic Games? I mean, the Epic Games deal is amazing, right? Yeah. But I'm not—I don't know what's realistic for like yeah, right. like Pimax. And and to be honest, like I'm not sure if if they would be able to offer this kind of deal, even if like Especially the hardware is already expensive. Yeah, you're it's right. Gonna, it's going to be tough. But yeah, I mean, the the Epic Games is pretty sweet. But of course. Yeah. They are also printing money with Fortnite, so maybe they don't exactly need the money for them. They don't care about it. They're, it's, they're it's good. Like, they're good. Yeah, yeah. Even better than MRTV, so they make a lot of money. Then again, Valve <laughs> is also printing money, and they're not. Yeah, you're that right. Money. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So interesting. Super interesting that they are following this new business model. I, I think it makes so much sense that they're going away from this pure hardware company. Absolutely, because it's yeah, it's it's very um, tough to sell enough hardware in order to to thrive financially. So that's why it does make sense that they want to build that store and that this is their new strategy. And that also plays in that crazy upgrade plan that they're offering. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, um, Thomas. So they I have this crazy so. upgrade plan uh, and or trade-in plan. When... Whenever you, if you have ever in your life bought a Pimax headset and you still have it physically with you and, it, and you can prove that you bought it, you still have the receipt, you can actually send it back to Pimax and that price of that Pimax headset, the original price that you paid, even if you were on Kickstarter, they are going to put it onto that device. So you're going to get a rebate for the Pimax 12K QLED. Crazy or not? What do you think about that? I mean that that's absolutely crazy. Like, yeah, right? how, how are they even? How is this financially sound? That, what are they going to do with the old headsets? That was my question. I I couldn't understand it. I thought like, what? How how is that possible from a financial standpoint? How can you still exist as a company? Isn't that like, like I was like blown away. <laughs> I got to tell you this. Yeah. This is the thing that makes me question all okay. of it because <laughs> this is a very wacky <laughs> yeah. decision. Mm -hmm. No, I, I can't think of a company that's ever done this. Imagine if you went out and you bought like a, like a Toyota 
And like 10 years later, you can go get the value of that car that when you paid for it originally and put it towards a new one, that doesn't make any sense. No one can profit that way. Um, They're the the amount of people they have to sell these headsets to. um, They, they need to expand that. This isn't a sustainable business model. I, I look, I don't know their numbers. I haven't seen their books, but I've, but you don't see companies do this because it, it doesn't make any sense. It's, um, it's it feels like it's too good weird. to be true, right? Just like very the headset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah, what? It doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah, but then also again, what what Kevin said, I, I told him like, wow, how how can how is that viable financially? How what how, how, how <laughs> you make you need to make money, right? This can't be yeah. cheap. This headset. So yeah. So actually, he said like, you know what? We want to get as many people into our platform because also for the old headsets also for the atkx they will also operate then with that new pimax software which has this store right so they simply want to get as many people as possible into that pimax store into into that pimax environment and make them buy the game so this is a very very super aggressive way to make people yeah get the 8kx now or get the 5k plus and um, actually, I know from from my uh, from my circle of friends that there are some people who are now buying an 8KX because of yesterday's show. You know who you are if you're listening to this. You bought an 8KX. <laughs> so yeah, there are people who actually um, who who are getting into into Pimax now because of that deal. And I just hope for Pimax that this is going to happen. Because if this is not going to happen for some reason, wow, I think then Pimax, it's over. What are, what are oh, your thoughts about that? Done. That would be the end of it. All the credibility would go out the window. But you know, this is interesting. I feel like being aggressive to get people on your platform to sell more software, to make more money, and to become a larger stake in VR as a whole is very smart. But at the same it time, is. you got to be is. able to pay your employees. What I, do you, yeah. If you can't yeah. pay your bills, what are you, you going to do? Right? I mean, so that's a strategy that Facebook can do and they can do it because they're like one of the biggest tech companies in the world and they're printing money with the ad business. They can do yeah. this, but they have like this huge ad business. So, I mean, where is Primax going to be able to finance this kind of aggressive strategy? This is um, weird. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Straight I don't know. Probably they do have enough uh, money. They they did get the, the money infusion that we don't know about or before some financial investment investment rounds, I don't know. Or they've been acquired by Meta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Or by Nvidia. Oh, that would make sense in my in my opinion. I still think that would be a, like really. A gr- no. I, I th- in my opinion, that would be a great buy for Nvidia, since they kind of co-work well together. Since well, we all need new forty nineties to make something like Pimax happen. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, I thought I think that would make sense. But who knows? Probably they did the maths before that. I mean, they they must make they must have made the math that this is some kind of a viable uh, decision that the cost per new customer is worth it for them. But it, it just feels like too crazy. <laughs> But realistically, like how many games does a user buy every year? Like on, yeah. on average, like I don't know, five to ten games. Yeah. But the yeah, cost right. of like the single 8KX, like how much does an 8KX cost? Like 1,200 or something? To, yeah, 1,300 or something like that. I mean, it's going to take a couple of years just, and their cut <laughs> is only 30% probably, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, they, I'm, I don't see it. 
I, I also right now don't see it. Or they have this crazy, wonderful vision with a customer lifetime value of definitely more than two thousand dollars. If they if they stay on the Pymax platform forever, probably they have a customer lifetime value of that. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I, yeah, anyways, you know, I will definitely yeah. be buying this headset no matter what. I'm going to do anything I can to get this as quickly as possible. Because yeah, yeah. Just all, seems ridiculous. all of us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but really, at the same yeah. time, this is the thing that makes me not have faith in their business decisions. Yeah. So. Okay. I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. it. It feels it feels too good to be true. It yeah. feels, I don't know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy is the right word, I think. <laughs> Or nuts. But I root I root I root for them to work. Super I, curious, yeah. I root for them that it works. And I, I can tell it works in terms of I see people around me buying 8KXs now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, look, a lot of people have a lot of negative things to say about Pimax, and I'm sitting here saying some negative things too, but ultimately what this comes down to is this is a company that's extremely passionate about VR. Yeah, they are. They exactly. want to give us what we want. We yeah. all, we often ask why these companies don't listen to us right. and just say, well, why don't you just give us what we want? These <laughs> guys are trying. <laughs> the, right? Yeah. So Matt yeah, trying. Them. Exactly. Yeah. Here, here yeah. it is. I want that thing here. Yeah. I want it, really. They really made, they are going to make, hopefully, that thing that I want as a VR enthusiast. And we are all VR enthusiasts. And I simply would like to ask now into into the chat here right now, who of you wants the Pimax 12K QLED? Like, be honest. Do you want it? Please say yes. And if you don't want it, say no. I, I simply want to see that because my feeling is we as a VR enthusiast, uh, like doing this show and watching that show, it, it seems like it's something that people simply want, <laughs> right? What are you? What are you feeling? Yeah, yes. Yeah, Jacob Cook wants it. Jimmy Baker wants it. Are there some people who don't want it? Strange people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the the PC you have to own to drive this too. If you're gonna use use it for a PC VR headset and to really drive every bit of performance out of this thing, full resolution, full field of view, you're gonna have to have a sick PC too, right? So you're gonna spend twenty four hundred dollars minimum on this. That's the starting price, but you're gonna want the you're gonna want the full body tracking thing. You're gonna want all the different add-ons. Yeah. So let's say well, we can maybe spend three grand on this, and then you're gonna need like a four thousand dollar PC to drive this thing to its max performance. So the you know it's gonna take a certain kind of person, a very you know, someone with a big bank account to really a lot of people to make this work. And and I really, really hope it does. Um, but you're going to have to have some money. So. It's yeah. going to be the people who have four, the five, four PCs to run their till fives, you know, they're going to be the ones. Right. This headset. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, that's also one thing that I found pretty noteworthy in yesterday's event. We all thought like, hey, we need a 40-90, 50-90 for that to really use it, right? But then yeah. actually, Kevin said like, no, he gets the same FPS out of his 12K as he gets out of it at KX. And the reason for that is the eye tracking. That they use this, uh, uh, yes. together with the eye tracking, they have these amazing technologies like foveated transport and dynamic foveated rendering and and other things that simply reduces the amount of data that has to travel on that cable. And therefore, he does get good frame rates just like with his 8KX 
on a 3080-3090. And I think that was really noteworthy, actually. So, yeah, I do think that puts quite a lot of people at ease because we all thought, like, yeah. hey, are you kidding me? We need a, a GPU from the future to make this happen. But this kind so of this is, gave me that's confidence. A big deal. That's yeah. a big deal. So I, I did a demo once of the Pico Neo 2i, I believe it was, or the 3i. I think it was the 2i. And um, and you go into this experience and it shows a frame rate that you're getting as it's rendering the entire thing. And then they flip a switch and they turn on dynamic foveated rendering. You don't see the difference at all because your peripheral vision is, is blurry. It just is. And as you're looking at things, it's instantly kicking up the rendering the full you know the full resolution that it can handle right in that one little spot and then all of a sudden the frame rate goes to the roof but here's the deal we had a company like sony right that's putting out the psvr2 this company has unlimited resources they have money coming out of their ears and um and they couldn't make their dynamic foveated rendering work properly and they had a contract toby to come in because they have experience doing this to make it run right yeah. What is how is is Pimax able to do this? Maybe they have the yeah. most intelligent and right? because because it, on the planet, they, but. they can because this is done together with Toby. The eye tracking comes from Toby and also other mm -hmm. things. So they've right. been working very closely with Toby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I'm I must honestly tell you, I am really hopeful. I, yeah. I was not hopeful before, really. I also thought yeah, that this this can't be true. But honestly, I am hopeful. I, I think there is something going on. <laughs> and I do think they have the potential to hit it out of the ballpark. If everything comes together, obviously, and we don't have to wait for another two, two years, I I do think they have something that we want uh, and that it might be amazing. Oh, I, hope, I hope so. I Probably it's wishful thinking right now. But I do have that... That hope and feeling, even really, I must say, I after I had more confidence after yesterday's um, event, after yesterday's talk. And this I do is too. actually going to come to mm -hmm. you too, right, Skiva? Yeah, after the talk, I do too. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow! Wow! You know, Kevin. Kevin's a, Kevin's honestly a pretty good dude. You he know, is, yes. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I've spent some time with him. I've, you know, gone to dinner with him and done some things, and he's he's a really good guy, and he's super yeah. passionate about the industry, and he totally wants. Agreed this stuff to come out and be successful and he wants to push this medium forward he's one of us do you know what i mean so exactly. like he wants vr to be amazing exactly. yeah and so i'm really really rooting for them and i'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt until yeah. they prove me wrong and hopefully they don't so totally agree an important note about the <laughs> dynamic foliage rendering is that it would have to be done on the game's side right so the game yes. needs to implement it so that's a big caveat there. It's not a magic bullet that they can do. Yeah, right. Like the right. game is doing the rendering, right? It gets the information of where the eye is looking, but the game is saying, okay, yeah. I need to render at this yes. resolution here and the rest on a lower resolution. Right. So and, if a game is not this... going to be supporting this, then yeah, I mean, You're it's right. not going to run in full resolution. You're right. We're lucky but, um, that yeah. all of these other headsets are now implementing eye tracking. So I think we're going to see a big push. Um, we and want it on the driver gonna... level. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we got Meta's going to be doing it, right? Yeah. PlayStation's doing it. So we're going to see, this is going to be something that's going to become a new standard. And I think uh, developers will um, will adopt it because now there's headsets that use it and it's not just the few. Ideally, we want to have this on the driver level done by NVIDIA so that nobody has to yes. think about it. And it's, it's going to happen at one point. But this other technology, this foveated transport thing, sadly, it's Bradley. You have to make a video about it. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, what it is. So um, yeah, so so this works already on the on the driver level. So this is going to work, and it's also like a technology that Toby brings to the picture. It's called Toby Spotlight, and yeah, this will work, and therefore they can reduce the they can reduce um, yeah the, the 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 data that has to be sent quite quite a bit. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful that this is going to be really interesting. Wow, and one thing I. I would add to uh, when we were talking about Kevin, and that's he, he's a very nice dude. I totally agree with this. And sometimes I, I just feel um, sad for him because he has to stand up for the questionable bu business decisions that Pimax does <laughs> in China. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. not him that makes some decisions. Like like yeah, probably this um, this upgrade plan. <laughs> you know, it's like, but he has to, he has to stand up for it and he has to sell it to the Western world. And and the people who make the decision in China, they just, that's how I imagine it to be. They just tell them, okay, here, do it like this. <laughs> yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So that's the thing, probably, probably that's, I'm just guessing. I don't know if it's really like that. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Being but, being the spokesperson in the face of a company is, is not, not easy, easy because it's exactly. because your reputation gets harmed when your company does something that you had no control over. Exactly. So so, so therefore, again, kudos to um, to Kevin Henderson to yeah. come to MRTV where he knows I am just asking the tough questions for three hours. That, that he sits there and does it. He doesn't have to be there. He doesn't have to come to MRTV to the show, right? So to all these like uh, pathet pathetic um, haters <laughs> who were like uh, who were like um, commenting something negative under under <laughs> under the video, like just just fuck off. It's you're ridiculous. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. you, you would never. Those guys would never have what it takes to come on my show. They would never right. dare it. And he was there for for three hours, like yeah. def defending this device. And yeah, I think he did a great job. And, and he even mentioned that not everyone at the company was a fan of him coming on and doing this. So it takes yeah. some guts. Takes some guts to get Absolutely. up and, and stand Absolutely. up and tell people, even though there's a lot of people out there that just don't believe him. Um, yeah. But exactly. Yeah. So so therefore, again, uh, Kevin, if you're watching this, uh, thumbs up. Thanks for coming to the show. It was absolutely amazing. And I do think that it actually. Um, Put lots of confidence back to us enthusiasts, to many enthusiasts who are excited about the device. So I think, well, no, well done, <laughs> well done, well done. Yeah, but um, Thomas, we're not finished yet telling you about <laughs> the crazy there's more? things. There's more. There's, there's, it, there's it, even it, more. It's, it, it never ends. Yeah, it never ends. So, so we told you about this here, this this Ygig module, oh, yeah. right? This Ygig antenna. It is not only the Ygig base station. Inside is also a computer that is as powerful as the Steam Deck and it's going to send games to the device wirelessly. Ah, no way. <laughs> yeah, that was my reaction. Oh, so this, again, sadly, as Bradley has been going on about this like hybrid rendering where part of it's being rendered on the headset yes, and part yeah, of it's rendered on if the it's really like, If it's really working like this, no idea. But, ah, okay. Yeah, but, but this thing... It has some chips and it will do some rendering. If you if you want, you can then play um, more demanding games in this kind of standalone mode without a PC. <laughs> what wow. are your thoughts about that? I think, I, honestly, I'm thinking it's overcomplicating it because 
if you're a person who is going to buy a 2,400 plus euro or dollar headset, yeah. you're going to have a pretty beefy gaming PC yeah, sitting agreed. there. Agreed. Yeah. So That's why true, don't though. you just plug in your <laughs> yeah, Wagig antenna into you can. your 1490? You can Instead too. Instead of doing they it have, alone. They have two versions. You don't have to get this. Uh, the probably right, is going right, to cost right. like around $500 or what, like, like a console, he said. So there's another version which only has the antenna. You don't have to get that Pimax station or what. Right? So, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> it's it's everything is so ambitious, right? It, it's so it ambitious. It's, it's I think crazy. it's one step at a time, right? The head to the yeah. is crazy enough. You don't need to make a separate PC for it, in my opinion. I think, I think yeah. they're going to see serious success in the location-based VR sector as well. Mm. Uh, if, they, if this thing is really going to do everything they say, and you can buy this little cheap little Dyson box, right? That mm. kind of goes with it. Mm. You, this is very compelling, even for businesses. In and if the because it's an expensive headset, and if they can do the things it that is. it says it's going to do, I think they're going to see some success in all different kinds of parts of this business, not just consumer, but also business. So, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it is. Oh man, that, that really surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in yesterday's stream, I was I was asking Kevin like, okay, um, you also talked about some kind of Pimax station before, some kind of uh, some kind of uh, standalone PC thing that would kind of like send data to to it. Is it is that still a thing? And then Kevin said like, yeah, I sent it to you in the pictures. I said, no, you did not. Yeah, yeah, it's there. It's this thing. Like what? <laughs> that was a really funny moment. Well, and uh, they didn't release any specs for what's in that. No, no, correct? we don't know. We don't know. Right. We don't know. So. Yep. So very interesting. That was a really, really interesting, interesting show. So if you haven't watched it yet out there, it's like three hours, but I put timestamps now so you can totally jump to the part that interests you. It's cool. <laughs> it is cool. Yeah. So I am really hopeful about this. It gave me confidence, this whole talk. I do root for them like lots of us. They do have to prove themselves. And I also, just like you guys, I am not so confident about the the viability of that business decision about that upgrade <laughs> that crazy um trade-in part it, it, it just blows my mind how they can financially uh, do that but i root for them <laughs> I, I do root for them really all the best for pymex right yeah i think i think that's i think that's what we can do we, we root for them so <laughs> simply show it to us yes we want to see it yeah, and I do think that is a good end for a two hours and 48 minutes show. So thank you so much, um, Skiva and Thomas. It was amazing to talk to you again, Skiva. Always so nice to meet you. Thomas, it's so nice to get to know you. Uh, we're for sure we're going to meet each other some sometime in the future. And simply amazing that you were here. Yeah, how was it for you to be on the show? Uh, you've done so many uh, podcasts now, right? Already or not? <laughs> No, uh, like the <laughs> the first proper podcast would be this one, yeah. So I don't even have a microphone, sound like a toaster <laughs> mic. My apologies to everyone listening to this. Uh, I'm very sorry, but yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure being on here, talking with you guys, and Perfect. yeah, I mean, it's been great. Great, great, and Skiva, you also enjoyed it again. <laughs> oh, I loved it, man. I love hanging out w with you and and Perfect. your guests and just and just talking VR. Uh, this is this is what I love. Um, and I love your channel and the quality ah, thanks, of everything man. and what you bring to the thanks, community. Man. So it's thanks, an man. honor to be here. And uh, and I thank you for having me. Perfect, man. Thanks. And I'm also looking forward again to be um, a guest sometime again in, in your show, in you and Alex's show, yes. right? 
between yes. realities it's also just so amazing so many great guests and wow it's it's fantastic that um vr Thank enthusiasts you. or vr fans have, have the choice to watch so many cool content on youtube and so on right yeah, really There's a lot good. of good stuff out there. Lots yeah. of good stuff going <laughs> on. Yeah, so if you out there, if you enjoyed that, give it a thumbs up now for all of you who are watching this live. Do leave a comment. That's good for the algorithm so that YouTube will tell more people to have a look at this podcast. And the best thing would be get out of your iDevice, open the podcast app, which is pre-installed, find the Next Dimension podcast, and do leave us a five-star review that would really absolutely help us to spread the word about this show. And that is everything that we got for today. Thank you so much for watching and listening. And we're going to see each other next week. Until then, bye-bye.